102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Kind of like that little groove. A little funky. A little bit better than, uh, I don't know, uh... Uh, Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire, or, or, or whatever the hell we did yesterday. What's that? What's the name of it? Sweet oh, Georgia Sweet Georgia Brown. Brown. Yes. Yeah, I, I was just yeah, I was just you know throwing spitballs and see what stuck. Well, you know what? This is a nice little groove. We got a little groovy show going on today. We got a Marty Caproni coming in after eight o'clock. Ah, uh, there is that. Yeah, there's other things too. It ain't just gonna be Marty. Like, you don't even know. No. We'll figure it out though. Listen, this show is uh, is running smoothly, and just. The first minute. It's like, uh, the show is like silk. It's so smooth. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. It'll be a, tr- uh, a train wreck at some point. But don't you worry about a thing. No, no. We're going to be just fine. Hey, uh, your, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be uh, pretty nice. Sunny and a high of 68. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 66. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. It's uh, just about 536. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Live in concert. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be a pretty nice day today. Sunny and a high of 68. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 66. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Tom Hanks has written his first novel. How about that novel you've been writing? (laughs) It's called Making of Another Motion Picture Masterpiece, and it's due out in May of 2023. It's It's about the making of, quote, a colossal, star-studded, multi-million dollar superhero action film, and it spans about 80 years leading up to the opening of the movie. Hmm. Wow, that's uh, that sounds like something I'm probably not going to read. And Tom knows what he's talking about because as he says, quote, I've made a ton of movies and four of them are pretty good, I think. Uh, get it? Because, you know, he's so popular. Yeah, right. See, so there's uh, yeah. Joe and the Volcano. Uh, that other one. Bachelor. <laughs> Bachelor Party. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. And that one other after that one. And uh, who could forget uh, even his uh, TV days of Bosom Buzzy. B- bosom Buddies. See, that was a good show. Peter That's Scalari. the thing. You know, we've talked to Peter Scolari more now than we ever have with Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's not saying a hell of a lot. And, and we could possibly have an interview with Peter Scolari before we even get an interview with Tom Hanks. Isn't Scolari dead? That's exactly what I'm getting at. I see. I see. Because Tom Hanks is too busy writing books. He also added, quote, every character in the book does something I've experienced while making a movie as well as discovered a philosophy or learned an important lesson. Even the foolish moments are some kind of stunt I've pulled or a mistake I survived. It's going to be like a, it's about a superhero. It's like a, like is Forrest Gump one of those superheroes? Like dressing up as Batman? Perhaps. Who do you think I am, Bane? He <laughs> yeah, could do something like that. I mean, at least you know he doesn't need a Batmobile. He just run everywhere he needs to go. Yeah, he doesn't. Need, yeah, he he can uh, he can run across the country. Run, Batman, run. run. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you remember Rachel? Uh, yeah. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. You go back to that right. That Forrest Gump thing and like Anne Hathaway. Like 
uh, gives him his uh, his HIV baby, and then and then dies, and then goes away. Isn't that how the movie ended with Forrest <laughs> I don't Gump? Think so. Well, didn't she die of AIDS or something? <sighs> what did she die of? What did the Jenny die in the in the movie? Well, that she, was an Anne Hathaway. No, I'm just saying if it yeah. was Batman and he. Yeah, you know, no, no, I see what you're getting. Yeah, at. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so confused. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was. Yeah, I kind of just kind of discombobulated that whole thing. Yeah, no, because it was Robin Wright in the movie. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But I'm just saying. Anne and his Hath- mom didn't uh, last very long in the movie either. Well, his, didn't his mom get shot outside of a theater in Manha- in uh, Gotham City? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. But when she was a nun, she could fly. Yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, you remember Rachel Dolezal? She was the head of the NAACP chapter in Washington until uh, 2015 when it was discovered that she was a white woman pretending to be black. I do remember her. Well, if you're wondering what she's up to lately, uh, she's been stripping down on OnlyFans. Yeah. The only place to go when you have nothing left to lose. She's on OnlyFans? Yeah. Really? For $9.99 a month. And she still identifies as black. So is she like... Naked on OnlyFans, or like just on uh, yeah, OnlyFans? Yeah, there is nudity. They're saying there is nudity. And, really? Uh, yeah. There's. Um, I mean, she's not a bad-looking woman. It's no, just the idea that she lied about what she is ethnic-wise. Right. She's just a little confused. Yeah. We're all a little confused, aren't we? I am. Uh, Sigourney, I mean, we- have you listened to the last three minutes? Yeah, I know. I'm way confused. <laughs> Well, we're all, it, this is how the show goes. We're supposed to be confused. We're supposed to have all this discombobulation going on in the morning. Uh, Sigourney Weaver said Alien almost had a sex scene. Ugh. Ew. It was an early version of the script, but was taken out after she criticized it during her first read-through of the script. During Monday uh, Monday's WTF with Mark Marin podcast, she said uh, she asked director Ridley Scott, quote, would you really get it? On while this thing is running around, she's got a point. Yeah, um, she does. I would find it to be a little distracting knowing that the, this thing could rip through your abdomen and you know kill you. Yeah, she didn't say which characters were in the scene. Well, which ones do you think? <sighs> Probably the Boy, alien. Probably the right? alien coming yeah. out of the chest. Right? Yeah, you wouldn't want to see that. I don't know. That might be kind of hot. That. Right yeah, there. but again, that, is it is it necessary to the plot? The, I, I don't believe so. There it is. That's the third hole right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sigourney also revealed that she was uh, made the survivor because it would surprise the audience. Quote, no one in their wildest dreams will think it's going to end up being the girl. They'll think it, uh, it's going to end up being John Hurt's character who's so brave. Oh, she spoiled the movie? I could just spoil the movie. Steve, it came out 30 years ago. doesn't matter. There's people out there that haven't seen it yet. Uh, okay, well, then everyone dies but her. They, they did it for story reasons uh, to show that women can be strong as well. She was a badass in that movie. you gotta be, you got to be honest. She was a very good-looking woman in her day, too, Sigourney Weaver. Steve, I am not going to stand at that mountain and say that she's not still a good-looking woman to this day. Mm. I'm not going to be that guy. Thanks to the new Netflix series Dahmer, a lot of young people are learning who Jeffrey Dahmer was for the first time. And now they want to retroactively cancel the Katy Perry song Dark Horse. As you may or may not know, the rap break by Juicy J includes the line, She's a beast, I call her karma, 
she eats your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> and even though it's been uh, it's been kicking around for over a decade, the song is apparently now a danger to society. <laughs> uh, so there was a meme that came up yesterday that I saw. So the the guy that plays Lionel Dahmer, Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer's father, is the same guy that played the dad in Step Brothers. Yeah. And the meme I saw is, "Do not let this guy raise your children." <laughs> See, that's good. That's a good one. It's surprising how many lines are kind of parallel between stepbrothers and this Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Uh, here's a sample tweet. I didn't know who Jeffrey Dahmer was until last week, but but now knowing what he did, Juicy J is sick for making people, especially little <laughs> kids, sing that man's name. And Katy Perry is also sick for allowing that lyric in her song. Uh, like she didn't know oh. what was going on. Have you kids ever heard Helter Skelter and the story behind <laughs> that one? You're not going to like that story. Yeah, and they're also piling on the Kesha song Cannibal, which came out in 2010, also drops, name drops Dahmer. So what? Because you didn't know who it was, but you were enjoying the song all along, and then when you find out, you're like, well, I don't want to be able to song. You're going to cancel Maneater from Hall & Oates, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I Think know. Think about that. That's another one. You didn't. You didn't. You don't have to. Uh, you know, uh, create a buzz to tell me not to listen to Carrie Perry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay not listening on my own. So that plastic bag is yeah. actually for you to throw up in. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with Juicy J. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Are you tired? Come. Hey. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Okay, you know what? I can live with Tom Brady having to interrupt his very important practice schedule because of an impending natural disaster. I can live with the Buccaneers possibly having to move their game on Sunday with the Kansas City Chiefs to Minneapolis, 1,500 miles away. But I have my limits. Listen, I only have so many hours in a day, and I only have so many sporting events that I can jam into an entire weekend. But this Hurricane Ian business is ruining my schedule, and as a result, it's forcing me to make some very difficult choices. Why? Because apparently a Category 4 hurricane has the potential to make Tom Brady's passing game slightly more challenging. According to reports, Tom Brady's rocket-like throwing arm may be no match for wind gusts up to 156 miles an hour. Of course, that theory has gone largely untested, but at 45 years old, some people are doubting his ability to gain first down yardage in a tropical cyclone. But it ain't just Tom Brady. There are other sporting events that are being negatively affected by this storm. For example, the college matchup between the Florida Gators and Eastern Washington has been pushed from Saturday to Sunday. South Florida's game against Eastern Carolina has been moved from Tampa to Boca Raton, where the game has been scheduled for 6 o'clock rather than 2.30. Central Florida's game against SMU has moved from Saturday to Sunday. Even the Tampa Bay Lightning have postponed their preseason hockey games for tonight and tomorrow because apparently you can't play hockey indoors when it sucks outside. In fact, the only team with enough courage to brave a Category 4 hurricane are the Florida State Seminoles who are taking a wait-and-see approach to their game Saturday against Wake Forest and Tallahassee. Listen, I know things are better in Florida, but the whole state is disrupting my ability to enjoy a full weekend of inactivity. And frankly, I find that to be selfish and rather annoying. So here's to Hurricane Ian being a bust. May your trajectory wane and your tropical winds fail, because this sort of garbage is really getting on my last nerve. 
Good hey, and if I'm my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Steel, the orange and white chainsaws and blowers the, the pros use. A steel-trained expert is at every Rocky's location, like Allen in Westfield. Allen is a man of steel. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 611, and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Man, uh, I gotta tell you, it. I know don't I'm trying, trying real hard. You know what it is? It's like uh, muscle memory, totally. If you will because it was ingrained into our heads for the last six months that it should that it was back Stephen Dave, and then now that we've made this change, it's hard to go back to say because I do it too. I I I've, I've almost slipped up a couple of times as well. <laughs> you know, it's you know? so what? stupid. How long have you been working here? Uh, almost 18 years. 18 almost, years. 18 yeah. years. And yeah. how long have you been a part of the morning show? Uh, probably 17 years. 17 years. Yeah. I still had to write the name of the show down in an index card so I wouldn't screw it up. And even though it's like literally right in front of me where it says Bax and Nagel. Yeah. If I'm not looking at the card, I <laughs> have to go yeah. through but- this mental rolodex remember like what's the name of the show again uh, okay but this is the third name change in a year <laughs> I know. And, and not even a whole year a, a, a right. in six seven months uh, three different names yeah so if i uh, i screw it up and i guarantee you that i will uh you know understand what we're going through it's a lot of a lot of changes here so I see. I always <laughs> it's, I, it's take a couple weeks for me to for it all to settle in. See, we should have just picked like a like a rate like a nicknamey kind of thing. Because Bax and Nagel sounds more like a like a like we said like a German like sex move, right? Box and Nagel. Would box you like to get Nagel? Would you like to get your box and Nagel? Oh, stop! Oof! Ah! Ah! E! Oh! Oh, stop! I don't really want to do that, but um. um <laughs> but I also don't yeah. want a goofy nickname like, what, like, you know, like the, the Breakfast Flakes. Squish, you know. mi- squish Mitten and Stomach Pancake. Yeah, I, don't, I think those are, that's a great name. Yeah, I don't think we need that. Uh, Still waiting to get the... Uh, P-Flap and Ham Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that does have a certain tone to it. <laughs> it does. It, you don't like that? The, P, yeah. the P-Flap and Ham Pocket show. Still like the idea of the, uh, the Bax and Nagel Bagel. Someone's got to put that together. I never, I haven't heard from a Tandem Bagel Company. Well, thank them so Maybe long. Maybe their marketing people didn't, uh, you know. We gave you people a whole we 21 gave, hours to come up with an idea. We gave you an idea that you can use. Uh, you don't have to pay for it. You can just, uh, you can profit money off of off of our name. Yeah, all you have to do is bring us a couple of bags of Nagel Bagels once a week and we'll be happy. But there's no stipulation to that. We don't do those. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's it a... It helps, but... Uh, it definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Well, either way, uh, here we are. It's uh, the Box of Niggles Hall, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, going to be sunny with a high of 69, giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 48 in downtown Springfield. I get this desperate email from the Westfield State uh, University alumni email yesterday. Right. Desperately wanting me to provide information to confirm I am an actual alum of Westfield State. How are you supposed to prove something like that? They want you to call a number and confirm your information with them. You know why? Why? So that they can hound you for money and alumni well, support. Been, but they've been doing that for years, and it may be because they haven't gotten a response that I didn't want to <laughs> put $300 in an envelope and send it to them. Yeah. I told um, you that if, uh, if Osama bin Laden 
had been an alumni of Marquette University. The yeah. Alumni Association would have found him within a week and a half. You know, I'm going to do this. Famous graduates of Westfield State. You know, because, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a famous guy now, you know? Regionally famous. Uh, still. And nobody over at that let's, school knows that? Well, let's just say you're uh, yeah, regionally notable. See, you know, the funny thing is you start typing into Google famous graduates, it comes up with, like, Yale, Harvard, you know. <laughs> Right, yeah, and and even even as I'm typing Westfield State, it doesn't even let it fill in for the uh, you know for the. All right, let's see. Oh, okay, Don Hummison. Ooh, he's pretty famous. There's a famous guy, Jim Welch. Okay, right? sure. Uh, Brian Ash. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Peter Lavalette. I don't know who that is. I'm not sure. Actually, if you go on Wikipedia, yeah, it has a a list of uh, of notable. Alumni, and they all look like athletes. Really? Yeah. Well, see, but, that's why I don't know them. That's probably why, because you know, I don't know about you, but I was uh, hung in different circles than the social circles on the athletes at Marquette. Oh, uh, Arlo Guthrie. He went there. Yeah. No kidding. Well, Mayor Dom Dom went. Well, there you go. That's, yeah. That would have put him on top of the list. I would have put him on top of the uh, on on top of uh, who'd you say? Uh, oh, Don uh, Hummison. Don Hummison. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, I well, but I was just going by the list that was in front of me. I didn't. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, there no, was I understand. No, that hierarchy is provided by Google. Yes, maybe Google doesn't understand who Mayor Dom Dom is. He should be at the top. <laughs> Nettle Stevens or Nettie Stevens. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. She was an American uh, geneticist who discovered sex chromosomes. All right. All right. Yeah. Did you that's discover them there right there in Westfield? Yeah, that's what that stain was in Lammers Hall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking you about. You know, uh, another famous alumni, I don't know if you're aware of this, yeah. uh, would be uh, Jenny Baxendale. Really? My wife went there. Uh, yes, she did. See? Yeah. And I'm sure uh, she's treated like uh, like like royalty when they don't... And, you just because she's associated with you too, you know. Oh, yeah, like, listen. Like, oh, she's uh, she's not only an alum; she's also married to a very famous regional radio host. Uh, I like to think, and I think I'm sure she would too. That uh, you know, her accomplishments stand on their own apart from mine. Yeah, uh, I I have never been invited back. I have never, you know, somebody like it's not unknown that I went to this school, right? But they don't know that it's it's uh, that that's it's you. They no. haven't. They haven't to. I mean, how? Because I I know the alumni association uh, for my alma mater. Yeah. Uh, just sent me a mailer that if I were to write a check for as little yeah. as one thousand dollars, yeah, I could get a Marquette University alumni coffee mug. <laughs> Suck on that for a little bit. Think about that. <laughs> I'd have a I'd have a coffee mug that would I could be able to drink. My coffee in what? every single day, and 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 ruminate about how many ways I can write more checks. Hey, look at this! I spent a thousand bucks on this coffee mug, uh, and then you in the next day somebody sees you with that. What happened to that coffee mug? I left it on the roof of my car and it rolled off somewhere <laughs> down on Hamden Street. Smash it to a million pieces. Yeah. I'm going to have to write another thousand dollar check. What uh, what do you get? For donate and what where does that money go to when you donate to an alumni? Association? Oh, it, it slides into a scholarship fund for uh, future students. I've uh, I've never been invited to any sort of cocktail party. I would like to uh, enjoy people uh, watching people eat drink beverages. I get invited to I get these invitations, but it's it's mm. always like the Marquette Alumni Association of Boston. 
And you know what? I'm not driving to Boston for that. You know, they've yeah. never seen anyone say, hey, we're going to have a Marquette alumni uh, you know, cocktail party in Western Massachusetts. It's never even an issue. I mean, it's never been, as far as I know, it's never happened. You're not going to get alumni out here. Why would you? You don't know that. I've never seen it. 30 years, I've never seen anyone say, we're having an alumni party in Springfield. Yeah. It's (laughs) called, This Little Piggy Went to Marquette. (laughs) (laughs) But this little piggy stayed home. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) It's, It's 619 at Rock 102. Hello, friends. Bill Richard, Ford of Northampton. Have you been putting off for... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 626 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be mostly sunny with a high of 69, giggity. I love when it's 69. Yeah, that's, that's a great time of year. Uh, tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 48 in downtown Springfield. Hey, football is back uh, tomorrow. Coors Light and Rock 102 will give someone a chance to win $5,000. The only uh, hook is you got to spend time with Pat Kelly. Oh, wow. Uh, but he and the road crew are going to be at the Tap Sports Bar at MGM Springfield tomorrow from 7 to 9 as Miami takes on Cincinnati. If there's a safety in the first quarter, someone's going to win $5,000. Plus, lots of other great prizes from Coors Light and Rock 102, like tickets to New England uh, versus Detroit in Foxborough on October 9th, and a solo stove bonfire. Do you seen these things? They're upstairs. Yeah. I was going to say, we have some really lucrative prizes to give away uh, yeah. for for this uh, for the, for these things. I was looking at one of those things uh, not that long ago, thinking, man, I would love to have that in yeah. Vermont. Yeah. You know, just to have like a little uh, little bonfire right there in the, uh, right there outside the RV so we could set a whole forest on fire. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's a very cool prize. So that's, uh, it's tomorrow night, 7 to 9 at uh, Tap at MGM with Pat Kelly and Coors Light and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Yeah, last year, because I did a couple of those. I think you did a couple of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they had We had, like, refrigerators. We had we had really cool, Real cool stuff. Prizes. And, and uh, uh, we didn't disappoint this year again. We got some really great stuff on on, on tap. Yeah, there you if go. If you will, get it? Yeah. We're at tap yeah. at MGM. Oh, you see how I put the words together and make puns? You're remarkably clever for a guy your age. Well, hey, you know, I'm working on it. Uh, comedian Marty Caproni will be joining us later on this morning. Uh, I'm sure he's got some shows uh, up for grabs, and we'll talk to you about that uh, a little bit later on. And uh, some other great stuff coming up this week. We'll let you know all about that. But we got news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serve you Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield, or Serve you Locksmith. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The National Hurricane Center is anticipating life-threatening storm surge, catastrophic winds, and flooding. But otherwise, a pleasant day throughout the uh, southwest of alert. In Florida on Wednesday, as uh, now Category 4 Hurricane Ian is projected to make a landfall across the state's Gulf Coast. I believe it's Ian. Yeah, whatever. Uh, The NHC predicted the greatest risk of deadly storm surges would be in the area from Sarasota to Naples. Uh, residents in these areas were told to head evacuation or, or heed? Heed. Yeah, heed. Why is it written head? Oh, because it's from 22. <laughs> uh, evacuation orders from local officials. At uh, 5 a.m., uh, advisory said that the Hurricane Ian was about 75 miles southwest of Naples with maximum sustained winds of 140 miles per hour. Mm. Ah, that's like a, a light breeze. No, it's actually... Uh... It's uh, actually a very heavy wind. It's like uh, like Ron White used to say. It's not so much yeah. that the wind is blowing. It's what it's blowing. Yeah, if you get hit by a Volvo. 
I missed that stand up. I'll have to go listen to that again. Yeah, that, was, I know. that was some good that was some good stuff. You know, he's allegedly sober now after years eh. of intense alcohol abuse. Yeah, see, he's probably not funny anymore. Probably not. Usually it's better when you're uh, you're half in the bag all the time when you're doing your stand up show. Well, you get a little loose. Yeah. You know, you get the little you know, free to say whatever the hell comes to your mind. Is he drinking seltzers now on stage? Probably. Is that what it is? You know, flavored, flavored seltzers. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person had to be taken to the hospital after crashing their car into a utility pole on Roosevelt Avenue in Springfield early this morning. According to Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte, it took place just after 2.15 a.m. near 13.20 Roosevelt. Uh, firefighters had to free the driver who was trapped inside the vehicle. The driver was taken to a local hospital to be treated for injuries but is expected to recover. Two men uh, from Springfield are facing firearms and drug charges after police were called to the Eastfield Mall on Monday for a report of someone allegedly flashing a gun. And <laughs> here you are thinking that nothing ever happens at the Eastfield Mall. I was going to say, uh, isn't that uh, common practice at the Eastfield Mall? Flashing mm- guns? No, actually, I think you'd be surprised. There's, uh, You don't see a lot of that at the mall. Because Accord- that, that would mean that people were actually near the mall. According to Springfield Police Spokesperson Ryan Walsh said, My best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy that around 5 p.m. officers were called to the Eastfield Mall on Boston Road for a report of a gun, someone flashing a gun. I guess it's pretty serious. What time of day was this, by the way? 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Wow. Uh, Someone allegedly flashed a gun at a victim before leaving the premises. The Springfield Police Real-Time Analysis Center was able to find the possible suspects getting into a car and relayed that information to officers. A traffic stop was conducted on the suspected vehicle on Boston Road, and the driver and passenger were detained. Police seized a large-capacity firearm equipped with a flashlight and laser, which was loaded with 11 rounds of ammunition, Found on the passenger front seat, 11 bags of marijuana and more than $600. Police say the driver, 18-year-old Chance Dudley, C-H-A-N-T-Z. That's a uh, that's a missed chance right there. Well, maybe he'll Misspelled. get a second chance. I don't mm. know. It was alleged to have flashed the firearm at the victim and the passenger, uh, 24-year-old Devonta Clark, were uh, both arrested. Can I just say this? Uh, when you have situations like this and you think, my gosh, it must be uh, very dangerous to go to the Eastfield Mall. It's not dangerous to go to the Eastfield Mall. I mean, you know, I, I pick up a salad or two at Mykonos all the time. Don't feel any kind of danger whatsoever. You were out there the other day, uh, what, like two weeks ago, selling meat out of a truck. Yeah. Did you feel like you were in harm's way? I of felt perfectly course. safe. Of course you were. So don't let something like this Detract you from going to all the many uh, shops and restaurants around that area. Speaking of that meat truck thing, I'm doing that again on Saturday. Fantastic. Outside the Hampshire Mall. Ooh. High yeah. traffic location. Very high traffic. Well, you got all the UMass people up there. <clears throat> yes. Right? That's right. Yeah, so well, it'll be perfectly fine. I'm sure it's going to be absolutely perfect. A uh, chicken bee man was arrested after police seized several pounds of marijuana during a search warrant, according to the Springfield Police members of the Springfield Police Firearms Investigation Unit, the ATF, and chicken bee police have been investigating 32-year-old Francisco Perez for several weeks for the illegal possession of a firearm and the illegal distribution of narcotics. Detectives uh, conducted surveillance as Perez, Perez traveled through Springfield to Chicopee at around 3.45 p.m. Police conducted a traffic stop on Yell Street. Yell Street! What was it? Yell Street! In Chicopee and arrested Perez. A search warrant uh, was then conducted at a home on Dickinson Street in Chicopee at around 9.20 p.m. Police seized a ghost gun. Ghost gun! <laughs> Three magazines. Zoink, Scoob! 
It's three <laughs> magazines, approximately 25 pounds of marijuana, and $11,000. Player Eyes is charged with possession with the intent to distribute a Class D drug. Ah. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, there you go. I mean, do you not think that somebody's going to be tracking you with all of that marijuana and all of that money and all of those guns? You get a little cocky. Well, I guess when you put it that way, you know, maybe it makes you seem suspicious. Yes, I guess it would seem a little suspicious, but uh, if you play your cards right and hide your stuff... Yeah, yeah, but it, you know what the problem is? You know, today's, uh, today's uh, cultivated marijuana, as you know, has a certain uh, aroma that uh, follows you around. Even the fresh stuff has got its own smell. And when you're selling it by how many pounds? You had multiple pounds? Yeah, uh, I think it was like, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. It was, it, was it, a lot of, it was a lot of weed. It was a lot of weed. There's yeah. no getting around the smell of a lot of weed like that. You, know, you go into someone's house, they're, they got their six plants, it smells like they're growing weed. Even if they're not even blazing it up, they're just growing it. You got that much weed, you're already being targeted. Yeah. If you got that coming in, you know, in the trunk of your car or you know, under the seats or in the glove box or whatever it is, I can tell you, you're gonna be, uh, the cops are going to be sniffing you out. And sniff they will. Yes. With all that fresh marijuana you Yes. Got. A uh, Westfield gas station that was vandalized over the weekend uh, and caused serious damage. Uh, police now have identified a suspect. Remember we were trying to figure out who Tubby was yesterday? Yes. On Saturday, a man was captured on surveillance camera damaging a digital price sign. Oh, he was cutting the pr- the wires on the price sign. Remember we didn't know what the wires were that yeah, he was cutting? Yeah. As if what? The wires would lower the price by <laughs> not being on the, on so the if you, thing? Yeah, if you, if you can't post the price, then it must be free. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, Western Mass News spoke with the owner of the gas station who says that he has no idea why the man cut the wires to his sign. And on Saturday around 645, the man was seen cutting the wires to the price sign on top of the Gulf Station's pump on Elm Street. Uh, the owner of the station, Vinny Shah, uh, said that his employees gave the man no reason to be angry before cutting the cord on the sign. He goes, my guy was very courteous. He didn't do anything. He didn't get into an argument with him. He was pumping gas and looking around for cameras. He saw the cameras. He still went up to the plug, got some some kind of cutter, and he cut the wire. Shah said uh, that he had the new digital signs and pumps installed recently, and fortunately the company was able to make repairs quickly. Oh, well, the sign is back up. You can see how much the gas companies are jacking you. Oh, but the prices are tumbling now. I kind of like that idea. No price on the pump. You just pump and yeah, you just no, watch I, the money go up. This should not be a, a, a mystery exchange. Yeah, this is this should not be. Uh, there, You should know exactly what you're buying. Uh, Westfield police said that the man in the photo has been identified and the case is still under investigation. So they're not releasing his name. But they know who it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, Shah gave his uh, credit to his camera system. He said, without it, justice would have not been served. Amen to that. These, these cameras are pretty elaborate now. You know, the, they got a pretty good shot of the guy. The uh, They got a pretty good shot of the guy. But do you ever notice, like, some surveillance cameras, you can tell which businesses have, like, crappy surveillance? Oh, I mean, yeah. So, like, the best ones I've seen are the Pride Station ones. They have, like, the clearest picture mm-hmm. of, like, the suspect, you, you know, at the counter or whatever. I don't know wonder one. I don't understand why yeah, it's, everybody it, is. It's, it's annoying, like, when a news station will, will show you the, 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 the picture. 
and it's all fuzzy. It's you can't make out any details of a guy of a guy's face or or anything like that. That's and I'm supposed to be on the lookout for a guy. I'm look out for a very fuzzy man who seems to be out of focus. Yes. Oh, I, can you identify this blob on the screen? <laughs> yes, he seems to lack focus in his life. That's like that's like uh, ah, well, the cops are like, ah, we give up. Let's leave, let's let the public try and see if they can figure this one out. <laughs> this is like the game of Clue. <laughs> that's why West Springfield doesn't give you very much information on anything. We were at a store on <laughs> Riverdale Street. That's right. It was Colonel Mustard of the Conservatory. Uh, you know, let's be honest. We've all looked into the cheapest possible option for something, right? Always. Uh, and then months later, when the, that piece of crap breaks, uh, we say they just don't make things like they used to. In a new survey, uh, the average American says they'd pay 108% more than the listed price or double the cost if they knew it would last at least 20 years. Any item. Hmm, boy, I don't know. Um, that's a lot extra. I mean, well, that's a that's a lot of. I mean, at some point, yeah, you can get if you could guarantee me that I could pay get something out of ten years for half the price. Yeah. All right. Well, then maybe we can talk. Maybe we can haggle. You know, I, it is true that they don't make things the way they used to. There are some durability issues with a lot of items. True. But like for the grill example, when I bought that smoker. Mm-hmm. Not only did I buy the smoker because I wanted to try what a smoker was, but I also wanted a grill that didn't rust apart after a year. I was buying those cheap ones, like the $150 one. Well, now they're 200 bucks, But $150 like charbroils or something like that, just yeah. to have something to grill because I really don't spend a lot of time on the grill every day enough to warrant an expensive one. Sure. When I found that smoker, it was... Like list price four hundred dollars, and it's pretty damn durable. You can feel like the durability of the thing. So I feel a little bit more comfortable hoping that this will last a little bit longer. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's a it's a big pain in the uh, the you know what's to be replacing that stuff every single year. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I I understand the idea of you know paying a little bit extra for the durability and the ability to have it last a little bit. But uh, but you know. Could I identify how much more I'd be willing to spend? I'm not so sure I could no. do that. Uh, cookware, let's see, 63% of people say they've uh, regretted purchasing a cheaper product, which seems kind of low. You think a lot of people, they could be more closer to 100%. <laughs> people were asked which things they'd pay more for if they could reliably last forever or as long as you need them to work. Cars and kitchen appliances were tied for number one at 34%. All right. Yeah, I can see and it. And then cookware and all that other good stuff. They just, they really, they just don't make things like they used to, Baxi. They don't, Steve. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 69, giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 48 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Football seat. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and Skinnerd. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be nice today. Sunny and a high of 69, Giggity. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 66. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, if you uh, ever miss a Bax and Nagel show, you might wonder, well, uh, you know, what am I supposed to do? I missed all that great uh, that great chit-chat, that banter, that uh, repartee. Oh, don't you fret. Yeah, you can go online and go to uh, rock102.com and download the daily podcast. It's available 
24 hours a day. You can listen to it whenever you damn well feel like it. You can also find those podcasts on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and again on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast. This week, my guest has been Craig Bell from the band Rocket from the Tombs, a, a classic band that wound up uh, splintering off into a bunch of other really great bands. And Craig spent a good 18 years in New Haven with a band called The Saucers and a few others. On Monday, though, uh, I got a brand new interview that I'm really jacked up about. Angelo Moore, the uh, the lead singer of Fishbone and uh, his own side project, the uh, the brand new step. He's also a part of this really cool David Bowie tribute tour mm-hmm. along with Adrian Ballou and uh, and Todd Rundgren. Really cool thing. So we'll be talking about that. And you'll be able to hear that on rock102.com starting on Monday. That's awesome. I'll Very be good. looking forward to listening to that. Um, the, yesterday there was this crash in Westfield on uh, Montgomery Road. Yes, that uh, pretty nasty crash. The car was. Uh, it, uh, they have video of this thing on Western Mass News. The car was upside down, uh, sliding across the road before it hit the utility pole, uh, causing major damage and sending two people to the hospital with only minor injuries, which is very hard to believe. But wow, that's a good thing that uh, you know people didn't get seriously hurt. But here's the uh, here's the story from uh, Western Mass News. Surveillance video obtained by Western Mass News shows a car flipped upside down on its roof, sparks flying, barreling down Montgomery Road in Westfield Tuesday morning. Before the video you've just seen, Westfield police say the car struck a utility pole, causing major damage and sending two people to the hospital with minor injuries. Eyewitnesses who live on the road tell Western Mass News what they saw as the scene unfolded. I woke up at 5.15 because I heard a noise like shh. And then someone went, oh, and uh, I looked out the window and the car was upside down. When I took a pick out the... You know, she should work for the, uh, the one of the news crews, <laughs> like the 22 news crew, when, when they tell you what they saw. Oh, my God, it was crazy. There was this car that went, shh, and then they went, ah! <laughs> there wasn't even that much enthusiasm about the screen. They went, oh. I think I think if it were me and my car was upside down and I was uh, you know scraping across the road and hitting yeah. a utility pole, yeah. my screen would be a little bit more enthusiastic. That lady didn't even want to be identified. It just said "Voice of Montgomery Road Resident." <laughs> <laughs> she probably doesn't even live there. She, yeah, she's like the Michael Winslow yeah. of uh, <laughs> of Westfield. Yeah. She was probably delivering newspapers or something. And, yeah, uh, you know, you just put yourself in the scene, going, "Oh yeah, I live right across the street. Uh, you should have heard. You should have seen it. It made a shh, and then it went, ah! and the police came, and then you heard the sirens go, woo, woo, woo. Yeah, are you sure it wasn't one of those ring, 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 ring? It could have been one of them D-da, D-da, yeah. D-das. Or one of those ambulances that sounds like a German porno film. Ooh, Ooh, You know what? I started this sound effects thing years ago in the news. This lady, uh, I don't know who the hell she thinks she is. She's ripping you off, man. Mm-hmm. You think it's Sarah Ryan? <laughs> Probably not yeah, at Westfield. Yeah. I think she's out of town. But uh, hey, good on this lady for uh, nice, adding sound effects to the news. Nicely done, because yeah. we wouldn't have figured out any of the screaming I, or the or the sliding of the car across the road. And again, the people only suffered minor injuries. That's why we're kind of joking about it, because it was something more tragic. Oh yeah, where, uh, no. somebody injured or di- you know, seriously injured or died. Yeah, we uh, keep our smart ass comments to ourselves. Yes, we do that off the air uh, when nobody's listening. That's the best part of the show. <laughs> 
It's the sickest part of the show, too. Yes, but it's still the best part of the show. It's uh, just about 6.56 at Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. New England Patriots foot. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know how familiar you are with the many rules of baseball. But if you're a pitcher and your body is making movements that it should not be making, you could be called for a balk. A balk is a convoluted and complex ruling which prevents a pitcher from making certain movements on the mound which may or may not be intentional. However, the rule is designed to prevent pitchers from making fake or deceptive movements, particularly with runners on base. Now, I would be happy to get into all the many variables involved and offer my astute analysis of the Major League Balk rule, but I will spare you all of that because even I don't care that much either. All I can tell you is that last night, Miami Marlins left-handed reliever Richard Blyer committed something in the eighth inning that has not been done in the Major Leagues in 122 years. Last night, against the Mets in New York, Blyer committed not one, but three balks in the same inning. But that's not even the impressive part. He didn't just commit three balks in the same inning. He committed all three balks in a single at-bat against Mets first baseman Pete Alonso at the plate. The result of which allowed Mets second baseman Jeff McNeil to advance from first base after opening up the inning with an infield single and then being allowed to score after the third balk was called. This hasn't happened since 1900 when my great-grandparents were still in high school. It's also the first time since 1988 that you've had three balks in a single inning, which where I should point out was 34 years ago. Surprisingly enough, Richard Blyer was pulled from the game. I, on the other hand, would have kept him in just to see how many more he'd rack up. Thankfully, the Marlins did manage to win the game in spite of this public disaster by a score of 6-4, to four, but now without managing one of the most unfathomable milestones in baseball history. Sure, you can wait for Aaron Judge to hit another home run. I'd rather see a guy blast out box all night long just to see how things shake out. Now that's a milestone worth watching. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Driving by your house, I happen to notice a few rough patches on your lawn. You want to go to Rocky's for a bag of Scott's Easy Seed Patch and Repair. A 10-pound bag, 48 bucks. But it's buy one, get one free. Now that's a hell of a deal from your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 708 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny with a high of 69. Giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian Marty Caproni joining us uh, next hour. That'll be a lot of laughs as it always is when Marty's in the studio. You ever hold a grudge against somebody? You know, I'm not the kind of person that holds a grudge for very long. Uh, you know, there are some people that uh, done me wrong, but, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a forgive and forget type of guy. You know, if somebody uh, caused you uh, strife during your the time they were alive. Yes. Uh, kind of when somebody dies, you would think, okay, well, this is a perfect opportunity to let things go because, you know. The person's dead. There's nothing you can do about it. And there's uh, nothing they can do to fix it. Right. Well, right. A, man, a man in New Jersey is accused of habitually urinating on his ex-wife's grave. The purported desecration occurred at the Tappan Reformed Church Cemetery, a centuries-old burial ground 
on the border between New Jersey and New York. Michael Murray told News 12 that the saga began when he repeatedly noticed deli bags full of feces placed near the grave of his mother, uh, Linda Torello, and then contacted the police. Officials took a report of the incident, and Murray later obtained permission to place cameras on the cemetery grounds to try to obtain footage of the act. The footage, which was too poor quality to bring to the police, revealed Torello's ex-husband was the perpetrator. The Murray later returned and obtained higher quality footage with his phone. Hmm. Hmm. The 68-year-old man visited the cemetery almost every morning between 6.14 and 6.18 a.m. Okay. He was on a schedule. Well, early bird catches the worms. Well, I'd say, uh, you know, because old people uh, usually get up early and go to bed early. So this guy's up probably at 5 a.m., does his morning routine, has his breakfast, his coffee, maybe a cigarette. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, you know what? Oh, oh, six twelve. Better head on down to the uh, the graveyard again. Well, you know, he, sometimes uh, you know when you gotta go, you gotta go. Uh, I can't get my wife to go out to dinner, but this guy gets his wife to go along with him to desecrate my mom's remains every morning. That's what the the kid said. <laughs> so wait, wait a minute. He's going with his current wife every day to desecrate this grave. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what he's doing. And the and the current wife doesn't ever say. Hey, maybe we should skip a day or two. It sounds like she thinks he's just going to pay his respects. Really? Oh, well, that's his thing. He's an old man. He uh, was married to the lady for mm. for 40 years, and, right. uh, you know, let, uh, let it go. The man apparently has a longstanding grudge with Torello. He uh, was married to her for a short period of time more than 40 years ago and left when she became pregnant, insisting that the child was not his. DNA testing proved that the man was indeed the child's father. Torello, an hmm. animal lover, died in 2017. Uh, a public urination charge was filed against the man by the Orangetown Police Department on September 18th, and the investigation is ongoing. Mark could not be reached for comment. All right. See now, uh, again, I'm not uh, I'm not one to desecrate mm-hmm. anything, but if I really were consumed with spite and really held on to a grudge long enough, I think I would be okay just doing it once. Yeah. I wouldn't have to go back every day. To do it over again, I think I would have made my point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Once you kind of you kind of beating a dead horse on this one, literally beating it. Why well, you're beating a dead woman? To tell you well, you're story. not really beating her at all. I mean, you're just basically showing your spite. My, I'm urinating on your grave again. Uh, this is how much I loved you. Yeah, <laughs> one and done says it all. And that's the other thing. He hasn't been with the woman for forty years. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so. Uh, that's a long time. It wasn't like, you know, if they were married all the way up to the end and she reveals at the end going, by the way, our son isn't yours. And then she dies. Kind of so, like uh, when Polly Walnuts found out that his mom, mom was actually right. his aunt. Right. So if you think about it, you do the math. And I just uh, thank God I had a, uh, a calculator right, right with me. 365 days a year mm-hmm. for 40 years is 14,600 times. Why do you do this math thing? Because it just shows to me that you're kind of overdoing it. Yeah. Again, okay. One, maybe twice. I think you kind of uh, you kind of proven your point, but fourteen thousand six hundred times is perhaps a little excessive. That's almost like too much spite. 
What do you, where you, what do you mean 14,000 14, times for what? If he's going to this grave yeah. every single day for the last 40 years oh, and, relieving, 40 years. and right. relieving himself in this grave, all right. then he has desecrated that, this grave 14,600 times. That's all right. I was, I was confused. I thought you were saying 14,000 times in a year. No, no. It's just once a day this is for, why, 300, for 60, 365 days a year for 40 years. This is why math is not our, either of our forte. No, but this is a yeah. simple math that a calculator got me through, and that's a... You know, to me, again, I've proven his point as well as mine. Uh, and then we go over to Michigan, a Michigan man. Wasn't that the tire guy? Michelin man. Oh. He pleaded guilty last week to murdering, dismembering, and eating the body parts of another man he met on a dating app. Is that tender? <laughs> <laughs> and... Mitt, guys? Yeah? He's single! He's out there, and he's ready to play. Uh, 53-year-old Mark David Latunsky of uh, some Shawanessee County, Michigan, admitted in court last Thursday that he killed 25-year-old hairdresser Kevin Bacon. This sounds fake. Kevin Bacon? Yeah. After luring the University of Michigan Flint student to his home in December of 2019, Latunsky pleaded guilty as charged to mutilation of a body and open to, uh, and to open murder, which encompasses murder in the first and second degree. Latunsky acknowledged stabbing Bacon in the back and, ooh, back Bacon and taking parts of his dead body <laughs> to the kitchen where he ate them after meeting the young man on Grinder. Oh, well, he was having, I mean, a, he's having a meat grinder. He was having a Kevin Bacon Grinder, <laughs> which is a hookup app for gay, bisexual, and transgender men. He also uh, re- uh, reportedly admitted to police that he, uh, that he cut off Bacon's testicles and consumed them. Well, they taste <laughs> like bacon. How could you not want those? Well, you know, Steve. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you, you don't. don't. Yeah. Thank you. We'll be here all week. Police uh, reportedly, uh, reportedly found Bacon's uh, corpse hanging from the ceiling of Latinsky's basement in 2019 with parts of him removed, his oh throat slit, and a rope tied around his ankles. But he enjoyed a nice dinner before their date, before the date ended. I'm having a friend for dinner. Yeah. Uh, remember that story a couple of years ago? Uh, this German guy. Uh, put an ad on the internet, maybe like the uh, the German version of Craigslist. Yeah, and uh, the ad specifically stated, "I'm looking for uh, I'm looking for someone to devour. I'm looking to, to eat somebody." Mm-hmm. And there was some dude that responded to the ad. Yeah, and you know, truth in advertising. That's exactly what the guy did. So the guy responded to the to the ad, knowing what he was getting into. The guy was good to his word, and he wound up eating this guy. Oh, success then. So you wonder whether this this uh, this exchange on Grindr uh, you, you know, was, uh, was like, you know, he was on the up and up. Listen, why don't you come to my place, uh, and I'll start eating parts of you off of your body. Okay. I'll, I can be there in 15 minutes. All right. You need me to grab anything? Couple of towels, maybe some queso, bleach, <laughs> a dip, mop, a mop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're having seven layer Tommy dip tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get some, uh, get some uh, like uh, Tostitos and uh, maybe something to wash it down with, like a Red Bull. Uh, a Red Bull. Well, it gives you wings too, <laughs> much like the very wings that man earned when he died after you ate him. Uh, anyway, going back to uh, another another topic of interest here. Uh, well, it's interesting to us anyway. We have this uh, we have this morning show page on on Facebook, 
And yesterday, I get this this notification because we're all kind of administrators on this page, right? Or we're page editors because they won't allow us to have administrators since we created the page anyway. But that's another story. You go figure. Uh, but there's a notification saying, "Hey, uh, this post goes against com- Facebook's community standards." And then I look at the with the post in question, and it was from May first of twenty twelve. Ten years ago. So somebody went back and went all the way back to 2012 and found something very offensive. Mm -hmm. And the material in question is a YouTube video that says, Grandma's Watch Kim Kardashian Sex Tape. It's like a reaction video. It's one of those, uh, remember the two girls, one cup thing where you didn't have to describe what the two girls going cup thing is. You just had old people watching it and them going, oh my God. Yeah, the the best part about the video is watching other people watch it. Right, and getting disgusted over it. Uh, That's exactly the kind of thing that was in this YouTube video. We didn't create this. We just shared a link from YouTube that thousands of people have watched it wasn't like we were the first ones to ever post it or put yeah. it up there it's a viral video but it was from 2012 10 years ago like who's going that far back i have my suspicions but uh you know it could be disgruntled you, employees maybe but do you realize how long it takes to go back yeah. on a facebook page yeah 10 years i mean oh. unless you're posting like one thing every year it takes all day this is like an all-day situation. I think it was Heidi West. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. uh, Bob Kester, but I, but uh, I, but even even he, no. I can see giving up after like twenty minutes. Yeah. Like Bob, eh, Bob, Bob is not a very uh, prominent person on social media. No, he, he could probably care less about that kind of thing. He's not also again not yeah. consumed with spite. Yeah, he he would never desecrate a grave fourteen thousand times. But uh, ten years ago, come on, uh, you're uh, you're just looking for a reason to do something. You know that's that takes real commitment. Mm-hmm. To go back 10 years yeah, on, a, on a, a Facebook page with a lot of stuff on it. I have a hard enough time going through my stuff from the last month to find something that somebody sent me or posted on my wall or something <laughs> to go back and look at that stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, but oh, but they made a decision. They made a decision. Do you want to know? What, what do they say? They reinstated that post because I objected to the removal of it. Right. And then they, uh, they this morning we just got the notification. Hey, your post is now back. We're sorry, we got it wrong. Oh, there you go. Because my in my mind, when they said your post goes against community standards, now granted this thing has been up there since May of of twenty twelve. That Tommy Lee photo of his uh, long dong silver, yeah. was uh, it was, was everywhere. Le- left up there for at least fifteen hours. Everybody and their brothers got a, got a copy of it. You know, I do. I had a copy of it because I'm like, I better take a copy of this before it gets taken down. <laughs> that's that's my uh, that's my uh, my wallpaper on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know, but hey, the good news is we are in the clear. Thank we goodness. are out of Facebook jail. Fantastic. Now. Thank God. It's 7:20 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 728 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Beautiful day today. Sunny and a high of 69. Giggity. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 66. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Mayflower Marathon, as you know, is not that far away from now. In fact, uh, it's less than two months away. 
Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements already helping us get a, 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 a quick start with the Dave Miner Mayflower Marathon match. It's really simple. Uh, now through October 7th, you can go online and make a monetary donation to the Mayflower Marathon, and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements will match up to $5,000. To participate, go to rock102.com and click on the banner to donate. Again, you have until October 7th to do so, and thanks again to Dave Miner for making this happen. It's the Dave Miner Mayflower Marathon match from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You want to hear uh, what kind of dope I am? I already had my suspicions. Well, I mean, I just want to uh, peel back the uh, the banana, <laughs> the layers of the banana. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. What happened? Oh, well, there's only one layer. There's really only one layer. Right, yeah. right in there. Uh, yeah, and you can see what kind of idiot I am. I, I the other day I'm on Facebook and I, you know, early in the morning. I wake up, I start perusing everything, the news and the and the Facebook feeds and all that stuff. So yeah. anything happened. And I see this question pop up from uh, from somebody on Facebook, and it says, hey, does anybody know how to get a, a real ID in Massachusetts? You know, the, the, this new federal uh, blanketed thing that they have, these real IDs? Sure. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did this last year. I totally have all the information this person needs. And as I start to type the answer, I realize... It's myself I'm responding to. It was my memory from over a year ago. And I'm like, oh, well, now, hey, at least I know the answer. So did you answer back from your response? No, I did. I I, typed, I started typing maybe a sentence, and then I realized it was my own post. And I'm like, hey, how come all these people I know are posting, are responding to yeah. this uh, this email? Yeah. Who's, uh, who's this guy, Steve, that yeah, everybody is writing back to? Who is this handsome fella? <laughs> We have news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. For- 733 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Jay Smeagle Roofing. Visit jsmeagleroofing.com. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The National Hurricane Center is anticipating life-threatening storm surge, catastrophic winds, and flooding in Florida. Wednesday is now Category 4 Hurricane Ian rapidly intensifies. In an updated statement at 7 a.m., the NHC said conditions are rapidly deteriorating along the southwest Florida coast as recent data indicated that maximum sustained winds have increased to near 155 miles per hour. That's, uh, am I crazy or is that a pretty breezy day? That's a pretty damn breezy day. The uh, NHC predicted that the greatest risk of deadly storm surges would be in the area from Sarasota to Nipples. Naples. Sure, whatever. It's Naples. Have you ever been there? Uh, no, but uh, I do know my Naples from my nipples. I'm just saying. Uh, residents in these areas were told to head evacuation orders from local officials. Heed. Listen, I'm just the middleman here. This is 22 News writing these things. I know, I know, but they didn't write the word nipple, did they? No, as a matter of fact, I don't know where they copied and pasted this from because uh, this is from uh, some national thing that they have on their website. Mm. Uh they say uh, this means uh, storms will move on shore more quickly as a stronger storm. Uh, that's according to meteorologists down in Florida. The worst of the impacts will be to the south of Tampa Bay, Sarasota, Hardy, Eastern Hillsboro, and Polk. Oh, yeah, all those places. And uh, we are concerned we will see damaging flooding as a result of downpours. Storm surge becomes less of a threat with this shift in the track. Uh, I know a guy who lives right down there in the path of it. Right. And he's staying. He's not uh, evacuating? He's about 10 miles from the coast, and he feels that uh, he doesn't need to worry about it. Uh, dude, 10 miles in. 
is, is not that far. not that far from the coastal uh, from the coastal areas. I, you know, I've never evacuated, never been a part of an evacuation. But if they told me uh, get out, I would probably get out. It would probably be the best course of action. Yeah, I mean, I'm not one of these diehards to say I'm never going to leave my home. This is my castle, and I'll be damned if some breezy jerk named Ian tries to get me out of my domicile. I'm out. I'm out. An employee of a Northampton nursing home is on unpaid leave of absence uh, Tuesday night, accused of sexually abusing a child. 50-year-old uh, Scott Dessault of Florence denies the charges against him. He was released on $5,000 bail last week after being arraigned Thursday in Northampton District Court. According to a police report cited in court documents, a victim whose age was not disclosed but was referred to in the charges as a minor under the age of 14 was interviewed at the Child Advocacy Center on September 2nd. The documents indicate that the incidents allegedly happened as far back as uh, t- late 2019. The first time the victim said that Dussault, uh, okay, I'm not even going to get into that no, because them. there's uh, too graphic. This guy's uh, a clearly an accused scumbag, and uh, you don't need to know all the details of that. He's, you could look it up if you're that desperate. But the good thing is uh, he is uh, being uh, prosecuted for that. Good. Uh, on Wednesday morning, one person was taken to the hospital after crashing into a utility pole. The accident was on Roosevelt Avenue around 2 a.m. today, according to the Springfield Fire Department. The driver was transported to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. When Western Mass News crews arrived on the scene, a live wire and utility pole was down on the road. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's by where that uh, the Yellow Jackets football field is, the AIC uh, football field. Yeah. I think that's where that is. Okay. Because I looked it up, yeah, and the internet does not lie, but I believe that's the uh, the general area. You know, uh, as dangerous as these drivers are, crashing into utility poles all over the place, because there's a one in Westfield and mm-hmm. uh, this one this morning, um, at least uh, the power company employees are sucking up that sweet overtime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, listen, I know it's uh, no one wants to be involved in an accident. Those guys love that stuff. But that overtime, uh, for those Eversource guys, mm-hmm. they love that stuff. Oh, yeah. You remember when uh, Palmer High School was getting like a bomb threat? Yep, uh, all like the time, every, every, every like three days. Yeah, I don't know that Gardner's not really close around here, but reported uh, threats to two schools in Ashburnham shortly locked down the town's high school and middle school on Tuesday morning. Later in the day, the mayor of Gardner claimed nearly 20 other schools in Massachusetts had received similar threats. A claim state police did not verify. Police said an active investigation in the parking lots of both Oakmont Regional High and Overlook Middle School activated lockdown procedures at 8 a.m. at both schools as law enforcement officials responded to a purported threat. Shortly after that, police deemed the threat to be unsubstantiated, according to a joint statement. Mm. You know what's the most amazing part of this story? What? Gardner's got a mayor. Well, it is a uh, hopping city up there. Is it? I've never Gardner? been to, I've never been to Gardner. Have I you? think no. Well, I mean, I think I've probably driven past it, but not during the you know, the uh the highly populated urban areas of town. <clears throat> I've also never been to uh Fitchburg. Never been to Fitchburg. Really? I've never been to Spain. I kinda like the music. You know, they say the ladies are insane there. And they sure know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know where we're going. Oh, right? I know where you're going. Um but but yeah, I <clears throat> Again, one of 20 schools across the state, the same thing. Who's got this time to do this? Who Who is sitting there going, you know what? I think I'm going to make a threat to 20 different schools in Massachusetts this morning. Is this one of these uh, robocalls? 
Could be. Maybe it was the guy. Um, maybe it was the guy who was urinating on his wife's grave every morning between six fourteen and six eighteen a.m. Man, you gotta have a real bee in your bonnet. Well, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely uh, you know one of those things where oh, yeah. you need to be disciplined in order in, uh, to do that many. It's not just right. one bomb threat. It's twenty different bomb threats. I remember that happened once when I was in high school. Someone phoned in a bomb threat. And, uh, you know, they kept us all safe by, you know, bringing everybody outside. But, you know, if that place was going to blow up, I would assume the shrapnel would have killed us all on the field. Yeah, if probably. we weren't that far away from the building. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, a, a real good, you know, explosion would have, uh, you know, uh, would have hurt everybody. I have to say, in all of my years of schooling, whether it be uh, all the way from kindergarten all the way up to college, nobody ever, call- I was never part of a, a bomb threat or no. any kind of thing like that. Just fire drills. We used to do fire drills. That was about oh yeah, we would do those. Remember the bus safety? Remember? Did you ever do one of those? Bus safety? No. I don't know if this was like an upstate New York thing, uh, but the gym teacher would be. He would teach this bus safety class, and it, and he was this very dry guy who talked mm-hmm. like this, you know. And you might you got to make sure when you're walking out in the morning. That, you're watching for cars because people uh, only rub a little hole in the windshield uh, enough to see out the ice, and they can't see the whole thing. And it was like, is this guy ever going to stop talking? You know, I've always wondered why they sometimes leave education in the hands of gym teachers. Yeah. I mean, a gym teacher is what you become when, you know, you really can't teach very well. But you can you can throw a ball or uh, or run very fast. Uh, you know the old saying, you know those who can't, those that can't do teach, and those who, who can't, can't teach teach, teach, gym. teach gym. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, you know, not every that continue is not conti- entirely true. But when it comes to gym teachers, I don't know. I know a gym know. teacher. Uh, he seems to be pretty much on the up and up. See, <laughs> my gym teachers in high school. I mean, if if we were very good, at things like uh, dodgeball or uh, you, you know, square dancing. But if I were going to rely on any of my gym teachers to teach me good things like health or bus safety, I'd probably be dead on the side of a road somewhere. We had, we had this guy, we had this other gym teacher who was teaching us the sex education. That yeah. was uncomfortable. He was this, he was this guy, he, like, he was the teacher that never really wore, like, the good clothes to school because mm-hmm. he was a gym teacher. Like you don't have to. He'd always wear like uh, sweatpants and a sweater. It was weird. Or like uh, gym teacher shorts. Yeah, you and know he, the the ones that kind of go up like half your gut near yeah. your nipples. Yeah, and he, and he he would uh, he would chew gum all the time. Really? So that wouldn't yeah. have been allowed in my school. And then uh, so that day where we had that sex talk, where like you could hear a pin drop in the room. It was like the first time like. It, it's it's very uncomfortable when you have girls and boys in the same class. Oh, learn. see, they would never have done that yeah. when I was in school. They yeah. would have separated the girls from the boys, so there would be less, uh, you know, giggling. Well, they did by they the had, teacher. Like the girls got the the teacher uh, from that broody uh, gym teacher that they had. Right. Oh, let me tell you about that time of year and that time of month that you're gonna have to be dealing with. Uh, come on over here and sit down on the bleachers. Let me tell you how all this thing works out. Gather around, fellas. Let me tell you how to get a girl pregnant. And then, uh, like I said, we had the guy with the chewing the gum yeah. uh, talking about uh, the different uh, sex things. Yeah. You know, and he would be like. So, uh, you guys know what zygote means? <laughs> the Pioneer Valley forecast today. Blastocysts next week. Make sure you study yeah. up for that one. It's going to be uh, sunny in a high of 69. Now, don't any of your little bastards laugh at that.
<laughs> I know what that means. Tomorrow, it's going to be uh, sunny and high of 66. 47, downtown Springfield. Make sure you're aware of condom. <laughs> it's Rock 102. The Maple Leaf Pub, everyone's favorite neighborhood bar, is always jumping. Live music, trivia, and now musical bingo. The Maple Leaf, with 20 draft lines, kino, and daily food specials, there's something for everyone. Check what's going on tonight on Facebook, 11 Arnold Street. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 749 and the Black Crows with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny with a high of 69. Giggity tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 47 in downtown Springfield. Now hear this with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Look at that. Wow. Eloquent in its brevity, my friends. Eloquent (laughs) in its brevity. (laughs) Like poetry. Without unnecessary words. That's right. Uh, clip number one. Uh, have you ever wondered exactly how the, each of the seven dwarves in Snow White got their name? There has never been a day where I didn't think about that. Oh, I'm working on my new job. <laughs> Writing trivia. Uh, here's an old video of Walt Disney sitting behind a desk with miniatures of each dwarf giving the details. He didn't mention uh, Dopey because perhaps that, that character never spoke. Dwarf's names fit their personalities. This pompous-looking individual is Doc, the self-appointed leader of the group. And this little fellow is bashful. He's secretly in love with Snow White. And this funny face is Sneezy. He has hay fever. And old droopy eyes is called Sleepy. And happy here with a beaming smile. And old sourpuss here is Grumpy, the woman hater. So his name is Bashful because he's in love with Snow White? Right. Why was, what was he called before Snow White came along? It's a good question. Uh, Doesn't seem like a new name. He was probably bashful about a lot of other things. Well, I, I don't have a lot of people skills. Uh, <laughs> I tend to fall in love with women I meet for the very first time. I have an anxiety disorder that uh, is un, un, uh, unrecognized and undiagnosed, and as a result, I'm uh, riddled with, uh, with, uh, with nervous tension. Uh, but, uh, you know, my doctor prescribed lorazepam. I'm going to be okay. That's what Sleepy got into. I'm knocking down uh, Xanax like they're Tic Tacs. Uh, clip number two, uh, an Austin couple who have, uh, been the target of porch pirates. You know, those people. Yes. They got fed up and left a bag of dirty diapers for the thieves to steal. All right. But not only did they retaliate by smearing the dirty diapers on the door, the thieves also came back to one up the insult. Here's Gabriella describing how she is fed up with the entire situation. When they discovered it was a bunch of dirty diapers, they came back and smeared those diapers on our front door. They came back with a giant bag of cow manure. And so it was a really long day of cleaning a lot of cow feces off of our house that day. But it's a tool for me. I have a toddler, I work full time, and I have another one on the way. So I use this as a survival tool. There has to be an end. It's just not okay in my book anymore. Yeah, way to look for the silver lining in that. You know, uh, the best uh, get back at people, the porch pirate things, Mm -hmm. there's this guy on YouTube that does this elaborate thing because he's got money apparently, and he's got ingenuity too as well because you need both of those things. This guy uh, took this high-end camera equipment and pieced together this little uh, ball thing to make it. It's some kind of thing where it's got cameras all around it, and it's got a glitter bomb on the inside, right? <laughs> okay. And yeah. it gives you like a like almost like a little countdown warning. And th- the best part is watching these people who've stolen the packages off the front door. They take the guy's package, they bring it back to wherever they are right. to their apartment. And then they open it, and the thing starts, like, beeping like it's a bomb going to go off. (laughs) 
And, and, it's, and, and then, it's nothing but glitter. And then you see these people who have stolen the thing going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's going to blow up. And you see them <laughs> running away. And then the thing does explode, but yeah. very lightly, but lightly enough to spread glitter all over the room. It's hilarious. I got to look that up because I haven't yeah. seen that. Yeah, so uh, this lady needs to take lessons from the from that guy. You know, not just not just poo in a bag. You know, yeah, that's so pedestrian. Well, it, it is very pedestrian. Uh, here's another one. Uh, what is it? Clip number three. An Uber driver claims that her passenger uh, left his home and picked up his mistress during the ride. Ooh. Interesting. Okay. Here's what uh, what she said happened and what she did next. I picked up a guy. His wife and his kids walked him out to the car, said, I love you, daddy, blah, blah, blah. So we go and we pull up at the stop and this lady comes out and she gets in and she's like, I am so glad you finally got away from your damn wife. Okay. So then he kisses her and it wasn't a hi, how you doing kind of kiss. I took him back to his house and made him and her get out of my car at his home where his wife and his kids were. There is nothing worse than a dog. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. I'll agree with you. Yeah. You know, you know, it, it, it's an inappropriate relationship. However, your job is just to drive him someplace, right? Yeah. yeah. What, what, mor- what, you know, what moral authority does she have to say, you know what? I'm driving you back to your house with this woman. I'm kicking you out of my car. Well, she follows the moral compass on the way to wherever I don't, she's I don't, driving uh, people to. I don't believe that's uh, part of the, uh, the understanding when you uh, take a job as an Uber driver. Um, well, some people feel backs that, uh, they need to step in and intervene in somebody who maybe she was cheated. Maybe she was cheated on at some point, knows how bad that hurts and knows how bad that feels. And Listen, maybe I, she's- I get it. But you know, the bottom line is this is going to affect your Uber rating as a driver. Oh yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, you're going to get, you're going to get terrible reviews. You're going to go down a quarter of a star. One or guy more, complained. or more, because you know when uh, when people hear about this, yeah. they're not going to want this lady as an Uber driver. They figure out who she is; she's going to get uh, bad ratings from now on. Well, the other thing is, there's no audio or video of these people in the car. Who's to say she's not making this up? Because it's too good of a story to make up. Yeah, it's TikTok. I know it's but not it's still uh, too good of a yeah, story. Whatever. Clip number four. A man had to win three tiebreaker rounds at the world's hottest pepper eating contest. How about that? Which included eating three dragon's breath peppers to win the Easton's Farmer's Market hot pepper eating competition in Pennsylvania. Each dragon's breath pepper is around 2.5 million on the Scoville heat unit scale. (laughs) Here's the moment that Kelly Joel Myers won for a second year after three intense tiebreaker rounds. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever seen something so ridiculous as this? Can you imagine that we thought that these guys would go so long? All right. Put one of those down, Kelly. He put one down. I think he's got two left. Oh, he's got two. Oh, he just bites into it like a cherry tomato. Oh, no, he's done. He's done. Ladies and gentlemen, stand in applause for this gentleman here. Mm. Now, no thanks, no thanks. I I like spicy food, but I don't like food that I cannot enjoy yeah. because it's so hot. I got a limit, but yeah, you know, if I were like one of them uh, long COVID haulers, yeah, you know, and I had no taste, I could win this thing. When I, when I was a teenager, I worked in this bar as a short order cook. I was making chicken wings and stuff, and they sure. had this plaque up on the wall. I think I told you this story before. They had this plaque up on the wall. 
of the, the the super hot wings that they that they made. Right. And there was a plaque, and the plaque only got up to like four wings. <laughs> yeah, it had be, been like six or seven years, and f- one guy had eaten four. The previous guy had eaten two. Okay. The sauce was like super hot. Well, one time this guy decides on Super Bowl Sunday after drinking, you know, probably three or four shots of Jägermeister and uh, a bunch of Paps Blue Ribbons or right. Labatt's Blue or whatever they were drinking – and uh, he decides, well, I'm going to eat uh, not only a bunch of ham hocks and deviled e- pickled eggs, uh, but then I'm going to try to break that record because, you know, I'm 10 feet tall and bulletproof now that I got all this booze in me. Right. And uh, he ate maybe a bite of one of the wings and then uh, refunded the rest <laughs> behind the pinball machine. To wow. which I had to clean up uh, because I was right. the universal uh, short order cook and uh, vomit expeller. Or, wow. Uh, you know, vomit removal, removal system. Removal system, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Gross. Yeah. Anyway, that's now here. This <laughs> It's uh, 757. No, Marty Caproni coming up after 8 o'clock on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game, every play, only on Rock Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's... 811 with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny with a high of 69, giggity tomorrow, sunny with a high of 67. It's 50 in downtown Springfield. Always great to welcome back Marty Caproni into the studio. It's good to see you. Good to see you guys, man. I'm happy to be here. What a what a, what a a week. Yes, what a glorious week. <laughs> it really is yeah. a kick in the pants. I'm, ex- I'm excited. I was just uh, saying to Steve on the way down the stairs, I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for Steve. You know, he, uh, he's he he's been doing this long enough, and it's mm-hmm. good, to see, uh, good to see your name in proverbial life up there well yeah. we didn't have money for anybody else so <laughs> just keep this guy doing what yeah he's no doing. he's fine yeah no you, yeah. you listen you deserve to be uh, elevated in a way or you know stroked in some manner well I, I am elevated i bought those little heightener things for my heels on the back of my shoes to make me look bigger around here I yeah. just got nervous yeah. when uh, when Beck said that you should be stroked in some kind of manner. I just came in to be a radio guest. Yeah. Uh, oh, we didn't tell you what's coming up oh, next no, hour? No, no, oh, that's, that's what the bad. massage welcome, table's for. Welcome to the hot box. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm, I'm excited for you guys. This is uh, fantastic. And, uh, and what, a, what a week to have it. Uh, what a week to have it happen, huh? You guys are ready to roll. We got the, the big ego. This is the most Western Mass centric uh, week that there could be in Western Mass for you guys to, to now <laughs> be the uh, Bax and Nagel show. So. Have you been to the Big E this year? I haven't been to the Big E uh, simply because uh, I like uh, people in sleeves and uh, <laughs> when I go there I notice I thought there was a strict no sleeves after Labor Day policy but apparently there's not uh, at the Big E so I, I do get the bonus of driving through the traffic and everything. When you talk to people in New England all over they're like oh my god you're so lucky you live near the big e and you're like oh yeah if you talk to the people in western mass they don't feel as lucky when it adds a half hour to yeah. every commute i think anybody in agawam or certain parts of west springfield will, will kind of agree with you that way it's like uh, it seems on paper like a like a wonderful thing but the reality is you still gotta yeah. get home i don't want to crap on the big e too i mean they, they do their thing they're great and everything but you know let's be honest every time that you're trying to go anywhere south on 91 and you're sitting there for an extra half hour of your travel time or 45 minutes you're thinking to yourself do people really need to see the world's biggest pig that badly you know is do you need to do you need to have four cheeseburgers on and you're, a, and you're just talking about the customers yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
The uh, did you, do you follow this Instagram page? This Springfield MA sucks. No, no, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to uh, like right now. Yeah. So they, there was a video of uh, well, they have all kind of hijinks from around the area. That the okay. video has been taken of uh, incidents. Uh, there was you know somebody trying to get run over at a Cumberland Farms last year. Uh, it was like a domestic dispute kind of thing. Is that a Cumberland Farms? Is that the same convenience store, Steve? That you heroically. Uh, uh, yeah, when the bullets bounced off his chest yeah. and he, he, <laughs> no, he this, fought a terror, terror cell. No, this was in Springfield. I would have never have survived that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, but but they have all these kinds of videos, and one of the videos last week was a. Uh, it was one of those areas of the Big E where there's like a wall you can sit on, like it's landscaped and it's got all these plants and stuff, and then the camera pans over and you can see uh, in the flower bed uh, some cups. <laughs> and uh, and uh, some human uh, left behind uh, oh, prize, gosh. yeah, uh, which I don't think came out of the whack a mole. Oh um, God! Uh, well, you know what a fitting uh, kind of synopsis of mm-hmm. what the Big E is. They spend all year making those flowers look really nice so that everyone can use them as a porta potty or oh, yeah. throw right. up well, in them. Or well, you got to fertilize. You know, you do need to do that. <laughs> Listen, don't don't worry about being too hard on the Big E. I've been doing it for years, and they still have record-breaking crowds every year, so I'm not affecting that revenue at all. Oh, yeah. I, the, I don't know. The, I think they're bulletproof. You know what I mean? Like, everyone just – anytime there's a scandal, it just get, it just goes away. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They had that poor elephant. Do you remember the, the elephant? Beulah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The poor elephant dies working overtime over at the Big E, and they're just like – Eh, you know, it happens sometimes with elephants in the wild. They die naturally. It's like, did they die naturally? Yeah. It was working 17 hours a day. You know what I mean? The- well, listen, uh, just remember that that elephant would have never been anyone had it not been, you know, showcased at a giant <laughs> true. exposition. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, yeah. that elephant would have been uh, just sitting out in the safari, just they, eating leaves if, if and grass. One, if there's one thing that elephants are not used to, it's a veil of obscurity. That's, <laughs> yes, that's yes. something an elephant should never have a- to endure. Every elephant wants to be a star. Yeah. <laughs> you think they do that? They, there's some shady Hollywood kind of guy with a you know a, a what's that a fedora hat and a cigar, and he's like, "Listen, elephant, I'm going to make you a star." Yeah, <laughs> show me some of that trunk. Yeah. <laughs> 100, 178,000 people there. What was it? Uh, Sunday. Oh my god. I mean, I can't even imagine. You being amongst that many people all at once waiting for a sham wow and a slam chopper. I don't know if it's you guys, but after COVID, I have trouble being around 10 people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> like the and new that, whatever. And that's the, just because of your inability to sell tickets. That's true. <laughs> that, oh, no, listen, I very solidly was around 10 people all weekend, you guys. Thanks for everybody for not showing up to my gigs. Yeah. I appreciated it. I, the, the gig I did this week was at uh, uh, Foxborough uh, Stadium, and they had a problem with the ticketing site. So the people that were being charged, th- th- like they would go and the tickets wouldn't show up, and then they were being charged 10 times for the ticket. Ooh, really? Yeah, they had some sort of glitch with their ticketing uh, thing or whatever. So I just had an audience of 15 angry people who all paid $200 <laughs> to see me, and they were waiting for their bank to bring the money back. Well, I hope you brought that into the uh, the topic of conversation. Oh, yeah. Tonight. Yeah, you know, you, you try, but you're also you're also in the in the basement of Bob Kraft's house in the broom closet there, so, you know, you got to watch what you say. But in fairness, when you're, when you're uh, on stage, you're bringing a $198 show. Oh, listen, uh, all day long. If you had 300 <laughs> people there and divided them... <laughs> By that, I, I give everyone a solid uh, seventy-three cents worth of uh, entertainment. Now, where in Patriot Place is the is the club? Um, 
if you know where the CBS scene is, do you know where that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be in there, but now it's uh, back around the corner in one of the rooms that they send all the players in to to learn about the other. Like it's like a classroom. It's really not the the best. Uh, it's not the best um, setup for for a comedy show, but it works somehow. It works. It's better than what was there. Uh, but this weekend was uh, this this weekend was it was a rough one, you know. You yeah, you have good weekends and you have ones where you take it on the chin. This was uh, this is one where I took it on the chin. Yeah. You know, we we talk about that. Uh, by the way, this is a cheap, uh, shameless plug for my podcast called Nagel Mind Your Business. Oh, I got to ask free you. at walk 102com Yeah, I I had a gentleman message me. His name yeah. is Stephen Hawk. Oh yeah, oh, Hawk Steve, man. The, the Hawk, Hawk man. man, the Hawk. Yeah, he should have a sound effect when you say that. You he's our uh, he's our buddy from uh, from where? Yeah, and yeah. he uh, he messaged me. He said uh, I did Steve's podcast. He said make sure to ask Steve something about him. He's a, is he a quadriplegic or yes. something like that? Yeah. He said ask him something about being a quadriplegic and make it funny. You have my permission. And I was like that's a that's a tall order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do requests but not that big. Well, so I'm, you don't offend that quadriplegic, yeah. Yeah. but you do offend every other quadriplegic. Yeah, right. I'm not going to get letters from Stephen Hawking's family, you know what I mean? Yeah. For <laughs> Yeah, see that's the thing. You want to say Stephen Hawking, but it's, it, it's Stephen it's Stephen Hawking. It's the only other celebrity that you can think of that mm-hmm. had that level of cachet that uh, was quadriplegic. The the parallels are are interesting, but I you know as I said to him, I joked with him on the uh, the podcast. I'm like, you're a paraplegic in where? Like. <laughs> What how, you can only go up from here. Talk about life kicking you in the face twice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, the Stephen Hawking thing always made me uh, interested because I found that that guy, uh, you know, obviously was one of the greatest minds of our generation, mm-hmm. allegedly. But then I was saying to somebody, how do you know he just wasn't a giant puppet? You know what I mean? They just didn't put a because he, he spoke through that computer, right? right? I mean, you could just have some guy in the back, like Wizard of Oz, behind the curtain, yeah. <laughs> answering all the questions and, and whatever. And Stephen Hawking's just like, yes, I'm a genius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's one of those things uh, though that you were we were going back to your shows. You're talking about the, the different yeah. things that happen to you. You mentioned a lot of that in the podcast about the the. Some of the things that you've encountered over oh the years. Oh, my God. Uh, I could, people throwing things at you or beating you or almost nearly beating you up. I had uh, a guy, I had a guy, not this weekend, the weekend before, I did a show in my hometown for the Chicopee St. Patrick's Parade Committee, mm-hmm. right? You know, they, they got to raise money for flowers on a... All those Irish and Chicopee. Uh, flowers right. on a... Yeah. Flowers on a uh, uh, what's that called? Yeah, uh, A float. A float. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was, I was going to say I'm a garden tractor. Happy to help. Right. But, you know, so they, they, they did this fundraiser. My buddy Kevin Clue from uh, Coordinate Funeral Home, great guy, calls me up, says, do you want to do this? I'm thinking to myself, I have to do it, whether he wants me to or not, because this guy is the guy who's going to eventually someday wake me. You know right, what I mean? Right. So, <laughs> you know, that's a weird thing when you're talking to the guy who's going to be your undertaker someday, and you're like, this guy's going to see me naked, you know? Um, <laughs> but so I, he has me. I do the show. I have some guy in the show the, the whole time just talking in the bottom – I'll drop you like a two foot putt. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll towards so, you, towards me. Yeah. So I just said to him, I said, "Hey, buddy." I said, uh, "You know, I don't know what your problem is." I said, "But let me tell everybody else here what the dynamic go- going on is. I'm in my hometown trying to do something nice. I don't want to come off like I'm some kind of a hole. But uh, you're really making it hard for me not to be an a hole right now." And and. Then the guy said something else, and then he, I said to him, all right, well, we'll talk after the show. And he goes, ah, oh, I'm all talk. And I said, well, it's funny that you are because I'm not. I'm very quiet, but I also have extreme rage inside of me. So if you want this show to close out with the comedian just kicking somebody in the face in the parking lot, I can do that. You know. So did you want to see him in the parking lot? 
Well, you know, he uh, he was nice after. He got up and excused himself and went to the back of the room, and that was uh, more than fine for me. I did my show, got in my car, so went off to my next one. So what's the, what's the damn point yeah. of mouthing off to you while you're trying to do a show? Sometimes people want to be a part of the show. You know what I mean? They just want to be a part. And then sometimes they come up to you after, and they go, I was trying to help you out up there. Was, uh, you know, I'm glad I glad I was able to help you out. And you're like, oh, yeah, you helped me out. You know, those jokes that I spent a year and a half writing I didn't get to do because I had to address your idiocy. <laughs> I've never known what it's like to be steamrolled during a conversation when you're having a performing. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've never had, I cannot empathize with uh, you. I uh, I feel like the uh, dedicated listeners who listened yeah. uh, through every incarnation of the show would probably disagree with you. Yeah, hardly, probably. You know, I mean, the thing, Marty, is like, you know, anytime I've seen that happen with a, with a comic where someone thinks, oh, yeah, I'm going to help this guy oh, out. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like. You, if depending on what part of your career you're in, right. when you're just trying to find your voice, or you found your voice and you're on your way up and you're getting busy, you don't need help in either case. No, you just need to be yourself and have everybody shut up and laugh. Yes, that's it. That's, that's all you need to do. That's the that's the thing. However, uh, you know, alcohol and comedy. Uh, thank God for alcohol because it does make us funnier. But alcohol and comedy seem to uh, work sometimes uh, in contradiction to what they're supposed to do, rather than just laugh. <laughs> But it depends on how much alcohol is being served to somebody. Well, usually the ones that get out of control are the ones that have had way too much. Well, the the the, uh, the, the funny part of this was it was an Irish fundraiser, but it was at the Portuguese club in Chicopee. So you can't think of anything that's more <laughs> Chicopee than that. Uh, and, the, and the people at the Portuguese club are awesome. But I don't know if you've ever had a drink at like the Portuguese. I go to the Moose in Chicopee. That's oh, like yeah. my spot that I love to go to. It's like 275 and you get a drink. You have like two drinks and you're like, okay, well, I'm set for the evening yeah. now, right? right? So it was the guy was drinking you know at the portuguese club so i'm sure he was getting heavy heavy-handed drinks and oh, that's yeah, right. uh, that's what happens you know i have I, I and it's not i don't go out looking for that stuff but it just for whatever reason seems to find me whatever my energy is yeah. we're gonna yeah. have uh, more with marty caproni this hour it's 8 23 with pax and nagel on rock 102 fall is here and so is the big bonk and smoke the- <laughs> it's uh, 8 27 with Bax and nagel and Marty Caproni in the studio on Rock 102. And we're dropping a song because uh, he ran over his time. A new a new one? A new song? No. Oh, no. Yeah, play, yeah, yeah, on a classic rock station. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, this was fresh out of the computer. <laughs> <laughs> this one was climbing up the charts with a bullet, but we dropped it. This one was almost going to get purged by the recycling bin. <laughs> hey, I saw you are going to be at, uh, at Roar again. I am. I'm going to be at uh, Roar the Saturday after uh, Thanksgiving, so looking Saturday forward to that. Saturday after the Mayflower Marathon. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. True, true. I got to come down and see you guys for the Mayflower Marathon. That's going to be great. Your new home, your new location. I know, huh? Not at the uh, aforementioned Hall of Fame of a sport that we won't address. <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is. But uh, I think we're actually in a better location that actually serves the whole better. thing much better. Somebody pointed this out to me uh, last week, and I did see it myself twice this week driving to work. Uh, there's a sign outside of the Basketball Hall of Fame on that, you know, that electronic sign that they yeah, got there? Yeah, yeah. And it says, uh, have your next event here. Space available. <laughs> and I was like, well, parking. Well, well, that's parking. <laughs> well, that's funny, because uh, you told us you didn't have enough room for parking. Well, you know, it's kind of like being in a, in, a, in a loveless relationship. You know, you're just sticking around for the kids. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. what, you know what the, at some point, you gotta you got to do what makes you happy. Yeah. What's best for you? And branch this, out, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is, uh, yeah, this is what we came up with. I, yeah, it's I, we have so many great ideas of, of of where we could do this. 
Uh, but this one, you know, check every single box. It's, it's, it, we're really excited about it. I mean, I had so many great ideas of petty things that you could do to uh, get back at the Basketball Hall of Fame, but you guys have a much more positive <laughs> approach, it seems like. Well, you know, you, we, 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 this is about the, the open pantry. This is not about Rock 102. Yeah. It's not about us. It's, yep. it's about the, the people of Springfield and the surrounding area that utilize this, this food uh, pantry. That was the problem that I couldn't understand <laughs> as somebody that has some form of an idea of public relations was – Who's, who told them in that in that meeting, like, hey, this is a great idea. We're going to do this, and then we're going to have a, a homeless kickathon where you just kick uh, all the homeless people in right. the face. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it's you're raising money for or, or, and food for people who need it. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like some yeah. cause that's uh, centric to the station. And and it, and it goes to show how much it was a community event when sure. everybody who, who could possibly help wants to help right and and offered right. all of these great spaces and, and all that stuff and, and it, like back said you know the mgm was the one that finally had all the, the checked all the boxes off of things that we needed you know uh, it, for but everybody thing. but everybody was on board from from the yeah. mayor to judy matt to the picnelli brothers to uh the, yep. the thunderbirds i mean everybody wanted to participate and, and, and will pellegrini and uh, Celia and ryan and blakesley over there wanted us to have us over there too but it, it just it happened to be that mgm had the best location and the best uh, plan that we could do. I do think this. just the fact alone that you're on the other side of the highway, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Any other city, you'd be like, we want to be on the waterfront. But in <clears> Springfield, <throat> you're like, we want to be away from the water. You know, like we <laughs> we want to be. I, I remember, I, I think I told you guys this, I, I, I made one of those fake news articles back when you could, and I made an article how they were turning Bondi's Island into a resort community. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it well, it's got breathtaking views. It That's turned out it went viral for what was Western Mass, and it became kind of a thing. You I know, I remember what I mean? this. Yes, <laughs> but uh, but I I think the MGM is a great fit. I had a lot of fun. I I'm, I made fun of the casino before it came in. I got to be honest, I did. I I because I laughed because the the first day that they announced it was that beautiful skyscraper with the neon mm-hmm. and everything, and then the last day that they were able to make changes, I said they they uh, uh, the mayor unveiled a. Uh, a, a steel building that had three slot machines and four Ukrainian hookers in it. <laughs> um, but, but, it was a kind of a fast one. But but uh, once they actually built the place and you go in there, it is it is a beautiful facility. It's frankly yeah, too it's nice, very nice for, for downtown Springfield. Absolutely. Um, and they they do a lot. They bring a lot. They support a lot of the local artists and stuff. They they're doing it all right. So to have it over there, I think is huge. I and I think that more people will go there. Than would go on the other side of the highway. More importantly, they actually want us there, which is yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> that's half the battle. Yeah, you know, who really want? Who wants us the worst? And it's them. And that was like that was that that was awesome. Yeah, I I, I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a home run for you guys. I think it's gonna be a home run for the community. I bet you this year is probably your best year uh, ever. You with, know? That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, definitely. we uh, we got news coming up next. It's uh, eight thirty one with Bax. Nagel and Marty Caproni, Rock 102. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to say it. You know, it's coming out of my mouth on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 834. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or servulocksmith.com. It's time for news. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, my God. That's Hurricane Ian. That's what it's going to sound like. Is that live sound? It's it's uncanny. Wow. Well, I don't know I don't know if you caught the show earlier, but we had the, we had a woman uh, from Westfield who was describing an accident that happened on Montgomery Road yesterday. 
And uh, luckily, the two people only suffered minor injuries, but it was a pretty serious car crash. The car flipped over and was dragging on its on its roof. Oh my god! Until it hit the utility pole. And in her her description of the thing was, oh, I woke up at uh, five a.m. and I heard this, <laughs> and then. Uh, ah! <laughs> she's like the, I said. She's the Michael Winslow of Westfield, <laughs> yeah. and and she didn't even want to be identified. It just said Montgomery, voice of Montgomery Road resident, <laughs> on there. Maybe maybe she is the new Michael Winslow. Maybe she has a talent agent. Who was like, listen, you don't give that out for free. All right, you don't yeah. give the people your name. Yeah, right. The next Police Academy yeah. movie, we'll you, call you. Have you worked with Michael Winslow? I have never worked with him. I did see him once. Uh, he was doing an early show. I was doing a late show, and I came in, and he was finished up on stage. Uh, listen, the guy is entertaining. You know, yeah. I don't know. You know. Oh, I know he is. I, I, I mean, I've, yeah. I've always uh, appreciated the way he can do all that stuff. I, I mean, I appreciate anyone who's been able to do this career for 30-plus yeah. years. I don't know how, <laughs> I, you know. Um, well, anyway, the National Hurricane Center is anticipating life-threatening storm surge, catastrophic winds, and flooding in Florida on uh, Wednesday today as the now Category 4 Hurricane Ian rapidly intensifies. In an updated statement as of 8 a.m., the NHC uh, said conditions are rapidly deteriorating along the southwest coast as recent data indicated that maximum sustained winds have increased to near 155 miles an hour. Jeez. Well, listen, you don't want to see anything bad happen to anyone in Florida. However, it is kind of a, a funny thing because every time we get a huge blizzard or a storm up here, it's always the Florida people posting pictures of their feet on the beach yeah. with oh, a palm yeah. tree. And, oh, how are things in New England? And blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, how are things now? You know, we shovel <laughs> snow. You're going to shovel up your house after. So <laughs> we're, it works. We're going to post pictures of all our lawn furniture right. un, undisturbed. Yeah. Undisturbed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know th- that's the thing that gets me. These folks down there, they're like, uh, they're, we're not leaving, we're not going anywhere. You know, the diehards oh, yeah. are the ones that stay there. I think more of the snowbirds would probably leave. I I was down there in February, Naples, uh, which is right where the thing is about to hit. You know, I believe it's pronounced nipples. No, <laughs> he's, he's right. It is. It is Naples. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's a real hard community. Hard <laughs> hard Naples. Yeah. Eyes uh, up, eyes up here, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> but I was in Naples, and they're they're great. They're good. People people they're fun but they're they're real um it's real real conservative leaning too and i'm like a middle of the road guy but they're like like i went down there during covid and you know everywhere else you still have to kind of wear a mask that comedy club everyone's sitting on top of each other spitting each other's drinks stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know just, like they were the opposite of us like we were like uh we were like you know you got to wear a mask if you're in a store or whatever and they were down there like up here we were too much with the mask and all that but down there they were just like if you see a baby over there uh and that baby doesn't have covid you're uh, lawfully bound to kiss that baby on the lips if you have covid we got to give it to anybody so you know, uh, but they, so they're like the opposite extreme. But when I hear all like the climate change stuff, this, I can't help but think like, this is not normal. Like the golf yeah. course to get, a, to get 155 mile an hour winds. Like this is the stuff that people are talking about. Yeah. So I'm going to buy a property in Georgia for the new waterfront, the new Florida. <laughs> yeah. Eventually the, the, the new la- coast. Yes. Eventually yeah. the storm surges will uh, wipe away the coast of uh, 12 uh, foot storm surge yeah. in Florida. You can't even dig a basement in Florida because the, the water table is so high. So what do you think it's going to look like after this? We were just talking about some, somebody saying, yeah, well, we're, we're, we're 10 miles inland. We're not leaving. We should be fine. Yeah, it was a guy. <laughs> Okay. Know, the guy I know that lives down there. You know, oh. I'm 10 miles from the coast. I should be okay. Uh, like, does dude. he know how water works? Like, has anyone showed him that? You know, 156 mile an hour winds don't just stop, <laughs> stop at the beach. At the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Great day to fly a kite, though, if you're down there. Great. Uh, Jeez. Crews responded to McKinstry Avenue in Chicopee for reports of a motor vehicle accident involving a tractor trailer unit. According to Chicopee Police, no injuries are reported. 
Police said that McKinstry Ave was closed from Dale Street to Kendall Street while crews worked to clean up a fuel spill that resulted from the crash. But the the, the road has since been reopened. But uh, fuel. My neck of the woods, Chickabee, right near right near my new comedy club that'll be opening up. <laughs> Is that right on right, McKinstry Avenue? It's right, right off of uh, Grattan and McKinstry runs uh, right by. Yeah, it's uh, yep uh, Loft Comedy Club. Uh, well, it's just another smell to add to the lovely. Well, I'm sure they'll clean it up before the, before the opening night. I mean, it's Chickabee. Do they even clean it up, or they just kind of push it to the side of the road? <laughs> <laughs> this will this will it'll degrade. It'll There's degrade some sort of uh, you know like sawdust <laughs> yes. spread on it or something. <laughs> uh, police in Bernardston, you know where that is? I know where Bernardston is. That's up in the no, no man's land between Greenfield and Brattleboro, right? Y- yes, very good. Yeah, you guys were talking before. I also know uh, Fitchburg and Gardner and Athol. Uh, I love Athol. Oh, I bet you do. I bet it's, you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little smelly up there in Athol. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever go? Uh, did you ever travel like on a comedy weekend from Athol to Yarmouth? Athol to Yarmouth? Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean Yarmouth? Yarmouth. Yeah. Yarmouth. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't been yeah. from... You ever been to Yarmouth and stay at the Camelot Inn? I have been... No, I have, but I've been from Yarmouth uh, to Athol before. Yeah. I did the opposite. Oh, yeah, sure. Did you ever spend right. a weekend in Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this joke never gets old. It's the same thing it's every still time. Funny. Yeah. Still it funny. Will. You like to think that the, the uh, our founding fathers had a great sense of humor. Police <laughs> <laughs> well, and Bernardson responded to an accident on Church Street or Route 10, in case you didn't know where that was, following an accident involving a bicyclist Tuesday afternoon. According to the Mass State Police, the call came in shortly uh, after 4 p.m. Bernardson Police and Fire Departments responded, as well as the Mass Police and Northfield EMS. So five people showed up to this accident scene. Well, those are like one of those communities where everyone's volunteer, like the volunteer firefighters. Yeah, so yeah. They yeah. all just do it so they get the red light for their dashboard, you know, so they can drink and drive at their local pub. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm, okay, you answer to that one. <laughs> I just think the uh, I just think the uh, the the fact that it's a bicycle accident that made the news tells you how little is going on in Bernston. I like to think that maybe the cops showed up on the on their bicycles too to uh, clean up the accident. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, police said that one person was transported by helicopter to Bay State in Springfield with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. Can you imagine that? You're out for a nice bike ride on, uh, on a Tuesday afternoon, beautiful fall day in, in Bernardston, and then uh, all of a sudden you got a $70,000 life flight helicopter bill. Oh, my God. You know, the worst part of that is all the people in Bernardston that saw the helicopter and don't know what, don't know what a helicopter is. Now there's going to be all the videos in the internet like, we had a UFO. <laughs> we had a UFO and landed there and abducted somebody. <laughs> Looked like one of them whirly birds in the sky. Yeah, Bernardston. Wow. Holy smokes. Well, uh, you know, it's uh, one of these towns that uh, doesn't get too much press, and when it does, it gets a Big lot. Big news, <laughs> bicycle crash. Yeah. You, you see like a, a helicopter in Bernson, kind of like uh, that movie, uh, The Gods Must Be Crazy, where they drop uh, <laughs> that Coke bottle in the desert, and all of a sudden, like, can't believe it's a god. <laughs> it's a god here. Uh, due to a decline in enrollment numbers, Westfield State University took to the step to over took the step over the summer of closing an entire residence hall for at least the fall semester to concentrate students into the remaining dorms. They don't have enough people enrolling in Westfield State this year. Really? Meanwhile, UMass opened an Econo Lodge to accommodate the overcrowding. An Econo Lodge? Oh, yeah. Oh, you must be thrilled if you're paying the dorm fees for your kids to go to school and they get the beautiful uh, accommodations of an Econo Lodge up there. It's a reduced rate. (laughs) It is. It's a reduced rate. Is that really what what they're doing? Yeah. uh, UMass Amherst had an an abundance of, of applications. The thing is, why are you accepting all of those people? 
if you can't accommodate them. Wow. You have a finite number of rooms. You have a finite number of uh, people. It's money. That's why it's yeah. money up there. It's that's what the it's about. I just I won't stay in an Econo Lodge on the road, so that tells you something. So for you, you know, like I'll stay anywhere. I've stayed in hotels where I'm like I'm pretty sure that's a chalk line on my way to the bathroom. Yeah, like I'm sure someone was murdered in here. But uh, an Econo Lodge. Oof. Well, uh, when I was in college, an Econo Lodge would have been a step up was, in the dorms. That, that, that nice. actually would have been at least it would have had its own bathroom. Well, when I was in high school and you would get a hotel room to party and all your friends, you know, shout out to the Pines Motel in Chickabee on uh, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that place. Remember that place? Oh, they yeah. they have the uh, they have a space room close encounters of the third kind. The the bed looks like a like a space chasser and uh, <laughs> they have mirrors on the ceiling. We used to do commercials for that place at the other radio station that I worked for. At the for the Pines Motel? Yeah, and the guy that did <laughs> the guy that did the love song show at night was the voice of their answering machine. And they had this I we we talked about this not too long ago. Hey, are you looking for and somewhere they, real nice for yeah, your lady? Yeah, and it was uh it was the, he was the the New England love songs guy would do the voice of the answering machine for the Pines Motel and they were offering a special for like 200 bucks. You could get not only a night at the lovely Pines Motel, but a trip in a limo to the Hookilau for the buffet wow. and back. Wow. And back. And back? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. For like 200 bucks. We will drive you a yeah. full third of a mile. You know, you know it was bad when instead of chocolates on your pillow, they put herpes medicine. You know, that's how you knew. <laughs> we got uh, more with Marty Caproni coming up in just a few minutes. Right now, your Pioneer Valley, Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 69. Giggity tomorrow, sunny with a high of 67. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Leah Toto Wilbraham is the area's leader in pre-owned and certified pre-2 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 69. Giggity. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. <laughs> Comedian Marty Caproni is in the studio. Good to see you. I'm it, glad you came today. Always, always a pleasure to come in, guys. I'm happy for you guys. I hope that uh, people spread the word. It's the the Bax and Nagel show, and uh, I really, I really, uh, I, I see big things for you guys. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, thank you. We. We, well, we see big things for you, too, like <laughs> you coming onto the show we, more frequently. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Anytime you guys want me, I'm happy to come here. Are you kidding me? It gets me up in the morning. We threw out the idea yesterday that, uh, you know, uh, morning shows are always better with food. Yeah, you know, like a nice yeah. breakfast buffet or something like that. And uh, we, we're just, uh, you know, dropping the idea that maybe that uh, that tandem bagel company down in uh, West Springfield that just opened up. Do you, do you guys do that a yeah. lot? Because I would do that, like... I mean, I, I think the tandem bagel would be great for a nice uh, morning snacks every day. No, you can imagine a Bax and Nagel bagel? Oh, Bax, that's, they that's what, should that's have what, a Nagel bagel. Oh, my God. This is Bax what I'm telling you. We're giving you a free marketing idea sure. that you could make lots of yeah. money off of uh, just by having us uh, be a, a name of a bagel. Bax yeah. and Nagel bagel. And here's the thing. It's been a full 24 hours, and we have Nothing. received no phone calls at all. Yeah, You know, guys, now that you mention it, I need about twenty thousand dollars worth of dental work. So if there's a really good cosmetic <laughs> dentist, uh, listening, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Can, say, can you do this like the whole time? Can we? No, just, no, 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 no we can't. No. No, there's a, some sort of rule against it, or something. Yeah, like it's that? like a federal law. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I didn't know because I'm really hungry, so I'm not thinking well. But if I had a nice, you know, breakfast, you know, something like it, I love a tandem bagel myself. So if of I course, had, and can you imagine how great a a Bax and Nagel bagel would be? A Bax and Nagel bagel would be huge. It All would right, be. Ready? You know what you could charge for it? One dollar and two cents. Oh, you can't do that in this economy. Uh, be ten dollars and twenty one cents. Well, because we 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 did yeah. a, it was an Asiago uh, cheese bagel. That sounds uh, nice. With uh, with 
and the other thing that was added, because many people suggested this is what they sell down there, bacon and chive cream cheese, Ooh, right? Okay, I'm in. And then some salmon, like the lox little- on, the, on the smoked salmon. I can't there. do the salmon. I'm out at the salmon. Ah, really? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't trust it. They they die it all they, unless it's uh, wild caught salmon and even that I don't believe it's it. It's smoked. It's a uh, it's put in a perfectly safe thing yeah, where uh, chemicals are are infused into it and uh, <laughs> oh that kind of smoked. I was yeah. good, Massachusetts because the legal weed thing. I was just pictured a bunch of salmon in a tank with. Well, they're very hard to mouth. light that yeah. way. To be honest. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, we this this was the idea. Uh, we're just throwing it out there. Yeah. I'm, just saying. I'm not saying you guys should throw your weight around, but I'm just saying I would throw my weight around. You know what I mean? Like uh, a little bit. You know. Well, we're only three days into this uh, this new Adventure. configuration, yeah. so yeah, we'll we'll have to wait. But uh, I'm not going to wait for too long. I'm going to get a little impatient. Yeah, yeah, they're probably they're probably sitting over at the Tandabago company going, oh, let's see how long this one lasts yeah. before we decide to make a commitment to some, <laughs> to some bagel. <laughs> like, this, show, mean, this show has changed the names three times in the last seven months. <laughs> no, the the, the, uh, the Tandabago people have to understand that. I know they're riding high because they make a good product, but you know, you're not the only bagel game in town. There's a, there's got to be some other bagel games in town. Oh, well, of course there are. Yeah, right. but I mean, we're just we're not going to acknowledge them right now. You know what I mean? No, let 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 them say no, and yeah. then we'll go on to the next one. It's the same thing with uh, cosmetic dentistry. You know, everyone knows that uh, David Peck or whatever that guy or whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but you know, there's another hungry cosmetic dentist out there that's like Marty. I'll fix your grill for you. You know, it's got to be. You know, then oh, I can you, eat a bagel. Yeah. yeah, you want pearly whites, don't you? I want I, I just everything. It's just a that. mess. I want the whole thing removed and just, replaced just with just the new parts. Whole, I would like my head removed. If I get a head transplant, <laughs> that would be great if there's a doctor out there working on it. Um, but, yeah, so that that's our idea. That's the thing we're throwing out. Um, I like it. Uh, Creatively. It, it just makes sense because it rhymes with bagel. You know, you guys should do this. You, could, you Now we got to find something that rhymes with backs, too, that we could, you know. Well, that's that's why I'm I'm attaching my name to it, so you know, you, we don't bagel. have to overthink it. Because I you know I don't want to I don't want to have like a I, I wouldn't even know what uh, what would be a good product I, based upon my name. Here's crack. what I would say: I would just, crack would be good. Yeah, yeah, right. I think uh, you find a nice breakfast place, maybe like Mimos or something like that in uh, West Springfield, and you do pancakes, and you get the back stacks. Oh, well, like now we're stack. talking. It's yeah. like a stack of pancakes. You know, I'm just saying you could have a full breakfast here if we if we keep. <laughs> Well, uh, like, like a pancake every that's morning. actually shaped like my head. Yes, perfect. Uh, one, 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 of the, uh, one of the businesses that got uh, burned during this whole uh, Mayflower Marathon thing was the brand new business that went into the Hall of Fame, the, the, the place to be, which is a great place. To, it is. Is it open now? Yes, oh, it's, yeah, open. it's open. It's fully open, and, and they, they serve uh, breakfast. But you know what they have there? They have a WAP special. A WAP special? Yeah. Well, Waffles an, and pancakes. As an Italian-American, yeah. I approve of the WAP no, special. It's, it's no, not that. It's WAP. Like, I yeah. think it's WAP. The, oh, the, yeah. the Cardi B WAP. Oh, oh okay. That's a whole different yeah, I thing. Think, yeah. I think I pronounced it wrong. I wasn't yeah. trying to be... Uh, I mean, do you really want to eat those pancakes? They probably taste like salmon. <laughs> I don't think. So, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, they're, but they're a great, they're it's a great place to eat breakfast. But they they offer that special the waffles and pancakes. Waffles yeah. and pancakes. Wap. Uh, it's a lot of like yeah. Lot of lot of carbs. A lot of carbs in there. <laughs> a lot of carbs. <laughs> I, so that place is open. I feel you know what. And there's plenty of parking. We know there's enough parking there's now. Plenty, for plenty, plenty down there. there. Yeah. They should they should uh, sponsor you guys. You know and you know. 
the place to be. Well, yeah. no, well, they're, they're, listen, they're, they're talking about it. They, uh, yeah. Good. That's yeah, a possibility. Well, they, they've already stepped up to the plate, to, yeah. and, and uh, they do a lot of community service with that restaurant. That restaurant does a lot of they, – they involve themselves. They're in Hartford as well. They involve yeah. themselves – in a lot of different community events, so good on them. Sure, but they, they got they got a they got bad press because of somebody who because they're a landlord. Know. Can you even imagine right. that? Right. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine your landlord? You, you know, uh, sinking your business before you even have a ribbon cutting. I you know, you know trying that, to at least that's that kind of surprised us. And when we when we announced it on the air that the you know we were gonna have to move. You know, they responded right away and said, "Hey, wait a minute, we didn't know, yeah, we, we didn't know nothing. anything about this, and you know, we were planning on being a part of of the uh, of the effort, which you know, they I mean, they they still want to do, which is you know, which is great. You know, we, we were not trashing their business by any means. In fact, you know, right. we're, we're doing everything we can right. to promote as many local businesses as possible. Of course, and they they were needlessly caught in the crossfire. Yeah, they yeah. probably would have brought WAP over for all the. Uh, all I believe it's WAP. And- Let's uh, go back to that. yeah, WAP. probably WAP. Oh, yeah, WAP. Oh, I yeah. keep saying it wrong. I'm sorry. I I, I, mis- <laughs> <laughs> I mispronounced it. <laughs> You're making it sound like we're talking about Italians, but we're we not. really I'm not. Just saying, I'm yeah. just saying. How's Dom Sarmo doing? He's terrific. He's a good dude. I yeah. like him. I go down for the whap at the place to be all the time. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. I was waiting for. May a dumb dumb out. Yeah. So where, where are you going to be next? Uh, that's great. Uh, great question. You know, uh, well, uh, probably the next big thing that I'll, I'll tell people, like and I talked about it the last time, was uh, Loft getting ready to open. So. We were hoping to get in a little bit and do a soft opening while the Big E was going on so no one would see it. But, of course, uh, like every other local business, we get steamrolled a little bit during the Big E time. So we will be opening probably mid-October up there at uh, View Street Tavern in Chicopee, right above there. The restaurant at View Street will be open. Um, they have outdoor dining and everything. It's going to be f- absolutely fantastic. We got the kitchen rolling. We got rotisserie. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. Are you, are you at the point where you're starting to book yet or not yet? Well, I'm at the point where I'm reaching out to all the comedians and telling them, hey, uh, if you don't have work for one of these weekends, I would love to drop you in um, because I don't want to book somebody and then have, oh, gosh, the inspector that came to give the final thing says exactly. we need to do yeah. X, Y, Z. But I will probably be on one of the first weekends. I'm going to I'm gonna break my rule about working my own club, but I will probably do one of the first weekends just so I can get an idea as to how the room's playing and how it feels, and then I can use that to make it better. What weekend is this? This is- um, that'll probably be the it, we're, we're looking mid October, so second or third weekend of of October is what it's. I'll do a like. guest spot. I'll uh, come you, and listen, open a show welcome, for you. You're welcome yeah. anytime. I would lo- I would what I would love to do is a show with the three of us. I think that would be a super fun. I, Bax, I'm telling you, have you seen him do stand up? I he can hardly stand up as he's in here in the studio. <laughs> well, we can wheel him out of the chair. Yeah, if you can get some scaffolding for me, that might be when, helpful. When he goes up to go to the bathroom, his Apple Watch goes off and goes, "Oh my God! Make sure you got nine one one on speed dial." We no, we, we we. I'm telling you, we could we could wheel him out in the in the chair with the with the headphones on and the whole thing. Yeah. I got I got a, a solid forty five seconds. You're, uh, you're you're for the <laughs> listeners that don't know, he has some comedy chops. I didn't. He saved the show that time when I was new in comedy. He came. I, I love talking about. It. I still talk about it to this day. Everyone was bombing. Everyone was bombing. Me most specifically. <laughs> Bax watched me. I must have bombed for twenty five minutes straight on that show. I, mostly, I, I I had to do something because I couldn't. <laughs> one, I couldn't believe he was, was still going on after yeah. twenty five minutes. But uh, well, I, yeah. I, anyway. I came off stage and Bax was like, "All right, put me up." <laughs> he, he was like, "I'm starting at zero. This I, I can't do any worse than what that kid just did." So, and he went up and he and he killed it. Absolutely killed. Well, there it. you go. See, well, we could, I mean, we could do know, a show. I mean, I haven't really done it. 
in almost 25 years. Practice in front of the mirror. Actually, longer than that. Long. I, I mean, I haven't done any of it since since coming to Springfield in '95. But wow. I used but I used to do it from like uh, you know '86 to like '92. Who were the big names that you worked with when you did it? Uh, okay, Daryl Hammond. Huge. Uh, Kevin Nealon. Oh wow. Uh, uh, Gilbert. Yeah, of course. Danny Bonaducci. What? Oh, yeah. oh man, yeah. Danny oh, Bonaducci. No. Did you name dropper? The Partridge family. <laughs> you asked who I opened did for. He come out to the, I did. did he come out to the Partridge family? Was that his opening? Uh, he, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he totally, he totally played everything he could up. But yeah, but those, those are probably the the bigger ones. I mean, Nealon's a well-regarded stand-up. He's world class. I had a great time with him. It's like you couldn't ask for a nicer guy. You like wound up talking to him for like two hours after the after our show. Great dude. Yeah. Um, Daryl Hammond. I I don't know too much of as a stand-up. Yeah. Before Saturday Night Live. That's oh, that, really? This is before he broke. He was phenomenal as a stand-up. Like, really, really good. So I'll tell you, I, I was doing shows in Indianapolis, Logan's or Indiana, Logansport, Indiana. Yeah. I was doing a show. And the girl on the show was this young girl. Her name was Mia. She was her first time on the road and everything. She was really sweet. I was talking to her and everything, and and uh, she said, well, this is kind of, I didn't have a choice. I had to be a comedian. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, my mom and my dad are comedians. And then it, I, I put two and two together. Her last name was Hammond. And I was like, is your dad Daryl Hammond? And yeah, she's Hammond, like, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, and my mom was a comic in Florida for years and years and years. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, she she said that he had been grinding it out before he got Saturday Night Live forever. He know? was he was phenomenal. Really? Really, truly, like a world-class talent. Now, was this when you were in, this is when you were in Milwaukee? Or <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was the comedy, was the. Uh, it was, was the Comedy Cafe. Oh yeah. It, it, okay, so do, yep. do you ever go there? I never went there, but I know of it. Okay, yeah. so it was owned. It was owned by a guy that I knew, and then it got taken over by a guy who was a biker, uh, <laughs> and he belonged to a biker fraternity, and it oh, basically sure. became like a biker comedy mm. club. Just a totally bizarre place. Good room though, really good room. This is how weird comedy is. That is not the only comedy club I know of. That was taken over by a biker gang and became a biker clubhouse that also had comedy. Joker's Wild in New Haven had the same thing mm-hmm. happen to it. Yeah. And you used to go in there and there would be guys with the patches on their jacket and everything. And you'd be on stage. And that little voice in the back of your head's like, don't say anything. Because you knew <laughs> if you yeah. said the wrong thing. Well, the, 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 we're running out of time. But the guy that owned it was a biker. But his favorite musical artist was Johnny Mathis. Oh, God. <laughs> And 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 I and I remember being on stage, and I just said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get away from my material here for a little bit. I just want to talk about JD loving Johnny Mathis. <laughs> I almost didn't walk out of there alive. Like, what are you talking? What are you making fun of Johnny? Yeah, Johnny Mathis for man, he's awesome. <laughs> you making Johnny fun? You making fun of Johnny Mathis? You're making fun of me. Imagine that's the thing that you get shot with. You get shot over Johnny Mathis. And see it going down this way before it all goes and black. I, an argument over Johnny Mathis uh, turns deadly in a comedy club in Milwaukee. I thought you were, I thought you were going to say for a second his favorite musical, and I was like, holy well, cow. No, well, I might didn't as well be. Marty Caproni, good to see you. Always a pleasure, It's guys. my fair lady, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's 9.03 with Pax Nagel on Rock 102. New 